MRN's Classic Races are brought to you by Hercules Tires. MRN Radio presents the NASCAR Winston Cup Series. Tonight, the Pontiac Excitement 400. Sponsored by Goody's Headache Powder, the official pain reliever of NASCAR. By Coca-Cola, the official soft drink of NASCAR fans. By the Wide Track Grand Prix by Pontiac. Wider is better. By BorgWarner Brand Auto Parts. BorgWarner Brand is officially licensed by NASCAR. By True Value, help is just around the corner. By Gatorade Thirst Quencher, you either have it in you or you don't. Gatorade, is it in you? By Chase Authentics, the authentic trackside apparel of NASCAR. By Ford, the official truck of NASCAR is built Ford Tough. And by Napa Auto Parts, Napa, where NASCAR fans get their parts. At the Richmond International Raceway, we're two laps away from the start of tonight's Pontiac Excitement 400 for the NASCAR Winston Cup Series. Motor Racing Network proud to be on hand to bring you the 11th event of the 2000 season. It's been an absolutely beautiful day weather-wise here in Richmond. And now this three-quarter mile track is jammed with race fans all ready to see the green flag wave and get this event underway. The Richmond track is... Um, it's, it's kind of a tweener, if you will. It's sort of like a short track that thinks, thinks it's a super speedway. Technically, it is a short track. It's under a mile in length, three-quarters of a mile, but it's fast, it's wide, and it's plenty racy. And the speeds they get up to here, it's pretty quick. Aerodynamics and things like that do come into play. And it's a forgiving racetrack to a point, and meaning that you can get the car out of shape a time or two and save it and not really wrinkle it up that bad. But it can also, particularly if you're going into the corner with a full head of steam, you can wrinkle one up pretty bad. As the field gets the indication, we'll go green. Next time by, let's bring in another member of our broadcast team who will be covering the action off turn two and down through three and four. From Hampton, Virginia, Joe Moore. Thanks, Barney, and good evening, everyone. A perfectly gorgeous night for racing here in the capital of Virginia. We'll be following the cars as they make their way through turns one and two and hit this back straight away. We saw last night a lot can happen in the corners here. The outside lane starts working in, and if your car is handling properly, you can pass up on the high side. Typically down low is the short way around the racetrack, but some of these guys are doing better on the high side. No matter where you try to make your move, once you hit this back straight away, the drag race is on before they get up into turn number three. I'll follow all the action through turns one and two and all this long back stretch here tonight at Richmond. 400 laps, 300 miles around the three-quarter mile track. That's the stage now that is set as we get ready to go for uh, action. The pace car is on pit road. Rusty Wallace and Steve Park bring the field down for the start of the Pontiac Excitement 400. Looking for the green flag. It is in the air and the Pontiac Excitement 400 is underway. About to find out 400 laps from now who is the best for the night as they go to turn number one clean break at the front of the field. Single file there. Double wide for second place off turn two. For the second position at Steve Park. Trapped in the outside lane. Mike Skinner pulled down to his inside. Racing side by side while Rusty Wallace drives away by three car lengths. Skinner to the inside. Park to the outside for the runner-up position. Behind them it is Dale Earnhardt Jr. trying to get to the inside of Jeffrey Bodine for fourth. Bodine's going to win that race for a spot. Back into one. Further back Tony Stewart dives down to the inside of Ricky Rudd. Rudd started on the inside lane. Now he's up, trapped on the outside lane. Racing 
running alongside Stewart. Close to the front, still side by side for second with Mike Skinner underneath Steve Park. Mike Skinner running hard to get around Steve Park and get up there and chase the leader right now, Rusty Wallace, but he's going to lose that battle here as we head for turn number one. Steve Park pulled away by half a car length. Skinner comes right back after him. They still scramble for second. Coming up off the corner, Rusty Wallace pulls away by another car length while they continue to do battle for the second position. Coming to turn three, finally Steve Park drives it in a little bit deeper. He'll grab the second spot. Jeffrey Bodine is on the move. He ducks down underneath Skinner off of turn four. Pulls even with him for the third spot. Bodine down low. Skinner up top. Bodine pokes the nose out in front as they drop into the turn. Bodine has the, the advantage coming into the corner. Gets the nose out in front and off turn number two. Will slide by and pick off the third position. So Skinner falls back in line in fourth with Dale Earnhardt Jr. in fifth. Jeffrey Bodine showing real early. He hasn't lost his touch in a race car. He's made a couple of really good moves. Keeps himself up there in third place. Now it is single file all the way back to about seventh position. That's where the scramble is on. Bobby Labonte to the bottom of the racetrack trying to take a spot away as they go off two. Labonte works the inside line off turn two hitting this back straight away. He'll pick up a position getting by Wally Dallenbach. Just behind them, Mark Martin on the move. He and Bill Elliott go at it side by side. Here's pressure for the race lead as Steve Park peaks underneath Rusty Wallace off turn four. Wallace is able to hold him off for now, but Park right on Wallace's bumper back into two. Park found the outside lane works. He's going to try it on Rusty Wallace. This time it does not. He's forced to fall back in line in the second spot. Back for third. Here's Mike Skinner on the move. He's going after Jeffrey Bodine. Mike Skinner's car working good at the bottom of the racetrack. Jeffrey's working outside and inside. We've seen him make passes on both sides of the racetrack, the high side and the low one. He hangs on to third as they go back to turn number one. Still Rusty Wallace, Steve Park, Jeffrey Bodine, and Mike Skinner. They're off turn two. Mark again looks to the outside for a chance at Rusty Wallace. Can't quite make it stick. He's not close enough really to make a move. He'll settle back in line single file as they enter turn three. Rusty Wallace leads. Steve Park is second. Jeffrey Bodine third. Mike Skinner Whoa, fourth. trouble in turn three. Jeremy Mayfield slams into the outside retaining wall. Contact with another car, possibly Joe Nemechek, and a good bit of damage on Mayfield's Ford. A lot of smoke out of Jeremy's car as he comes across the line. Yellow flag comes onto the field immediately. Caution is out at lap number seven. Jeremy goes off to turn number one. He did sustain quite a bit of damage to the right side of the car. He's going to go on around the racetrack. He should be able to make it back to pit road, but we are under the caution for the first time at lap seven. Mayfield started the race in 20th position, was in a heavy pack of traffic when they went ripping off into turn three. Joe Moore, he just didn't come back out the other side with all four wheels rolling. Actually, it was a three-car incident. Jimmy Spencer was trying to make it three wide coming into the corner. He got into Joe Nemechek, knocked him up, and Nemechek then went into Jeremy Mayfield. Mayfield the loser, though. He hits the wall and does tremendous damage to his car. A tough break for last week's winner out of the California Speedway. Here he is coming onto pit road. Sparks flying out from under the machine. Let's cover his pit stop. A tremendous amount of damage to the front of Jeremy Mayfield's car, right side, as well as some left side damage. The Goodyear label on the left side tires are all been wiped off. The crew's going to put on four tires and assess the damage. Uh, Jeremy Mayfield's chances of winning this race are uh, over right now. now they're going to probably end up having to take Jeremy behind the wall because I believe the right front suspension has been uh, ripped apart on that car. So victory lane one week and on pit road after a lap seven crash the next. The fates and fortunes of a NASCAR Winston Cup team. Hey, honey. Citywide to countryside, whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTires.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTires.com. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. 
Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. This NASCAR season, Toyota Racing isn't looking for just anyone to join the team. No, we're looking for bankers, the ones who are open on Sundays. So if you live for the gravity-defined 31-degree banks like this one on Turn 4 at Daytona, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. The Pontiac Excitement 400 is just gone. Back under the green flag, Rusty Wallace leads the field off of two. Mike Skinner picks off a position already, diving to the inside of Jeffrey Bodine on the start. Now Dale Earnhardt Jr. tries to sneak underneath Bodine for fourth. And Mike Skinner was sitting on ready when they dropped that green flag to put him back under full song here at Richmond. Now this field is real strung out as a single file restart. That means that half the field just now coming into three while the leaders are going off turn number two. It also means if it stays this way and they can't get back up there, some cars are going to get lapped in a hurry. They're over in three. Here again, Dale Earnhardt Jr. looking underneath Jeffrey Bodine for the fourth position. Just behind them for six. Tony Stewart working over Ricky Rudd for six. Stewart looks down low off of turn number four. Tries to poke the nose inside as they come down the front stretch. Rudd tries to slam the door on him in one. And Stewart has to back out just barely missing Rudd's bumper. Just in front of them, Dale Earnhardt Jr. works the outside lane. Now goes way up high trying to get around Jeffrey Bodine. Forced to fall back in line. Single file as they enter turn number three. And now they are single file all the way back, well, I was about to say all the way back through about 18th or 15th position, but again, Jeffrey Bodine determined to get up there and run with Mike Skinner. He lost that spot on the restart a moment ago. He's close enough to strike, but he's got his hands full from behind going off turn two. Once again, it's Dale Hart Jr. trying to work the outside lane. He's taken all of the way up to the wall, has to fall back in line, and single final as they enter turn three. Joe Nemechek has the right rear sheet metal pushed in on his tire there, creating a lot of smoke as he goes through the corners of the racetrack. Don't know how long that's going to last in that condition, but uh, his team is uh, certainly aware of the situation and keeping an eye on it. Early going, Rusty Wallace, Steve Park, Mike Skinner, Jeffrey Bodine, and Dale Earnhardt Jr., the top five, then Ricky Rudd, Tony Stewart, Ricky Craven, Bobby Labonte, and Wally Dallenbach rounding out the top ten. Good solid run for Craven and for Dallenbach in the opening laps, though we're just 17 laps in. Now, a couple of pit stops under that caution. Let's just go back and tell you quickly that the Matt Kenseth and Kevin LePage cars stopped on the pit lane under the yellow flag. Looked like both just made some, uh, changed some tires and made a couple of chassis adjustments. They fell in back at the tail end of the field, so they have lost a little bit of track position, but are once again up on the speedway. And they've got all night, 400 laps here at Richmond to get back up to the front, maybe have a shot to win this thing. Good battle going on for the lead right now. Steve Park determined to get around Rusty Wallace. Rusty's no pushover. He's not going to give up any real estate at all. They go to turn three. Park continues working an outside lane once they come up off turn number two, and now he's starting to do it down at turn three and four as well, at least getting a peek to the outside of Rusty. Now he tries to peek to the inside as they come off of four this time. Obviously, Park is a little bit faster than Rusty, but not fast enough to be able to just get right on by him. He tries him again in two. Rusty goes wide this time to try to block, and Steve goes low. Looks for the opportunity 
opportunity, but again, it is not presented. He'll fall back in line in the second spot. Typical Richmond racing. Now, Rusty's car obviously is not sticking at the bottom of the racetrack. Steve Park's car is, and that's how he's been able to get up underneath him a couple of times in the middle of the corner. They go back to turns one and two, and this time Steve Park doesn't gain any ground. In fact, he looks back in his rearview mirror. He may have trouble hanging on to second place here in another lap or so as they go to three. Mike Skinner right there behind him running in third. Still that battle for fourth is ongoing with Dale Earnhardt Jr. trying to chase down Jeffrey Bodine off turn four. He had the fender up alongside him off of turn four a couple of laps ago, but Bodine kind of squeezed that door shut, and Earnhardt Jr. still trying to find a way to get some running room either inside or outside of the Bodine machine. He'll follow the tire tracks of Bodine this time off turn two. Swing it up wide right up against the outside retaining wall. No chance to make the move. Further back is Mark Martin trying to make a move down to the inside of Wally Dallenbach. He pulls underneath Dallenbach going into turn three. That's a scramble for 10th position as they come off the corner. Mark Martin at the bottom of the speedway. Dallenbach on the outside. Wally gets ahead of him as they go off to turn number one. Now Mark just drives right back under him as they go into the corner and they race almost door to door off turn two. Mark at least gets the fender up alongside Dallenbach, but Dallenbach pretty strong once they hit the straightaway. Once again, Mark forced to fall back in line behind him. Wally able to just keep that momentum enough through the corners that even though Mark can get lower on the racetrack than Wally is, it's not enough to equal out. And that's one of the great things about this Richmond track. Two grooves inside and outside, they're both very equal. It doesn't matter if you're on that high line. You could be just as fast as the guy that can pin his car right to the bottom. Yeah, if, if both lines are working for you, and apparently that second groove has worked in real good. We saw it last night in the Bush competition here. Unless you really got a handling problem coming off the turn, you can stay right up there with the leader no matter how good a laps he's running here. So this is going to be competitive right down to the end. We have completed 24 laps. Rusty Wallace continues to lead Steve Park. Park's put a challenge on him a couple of times. Hasn't been able to do anything with him. Mike Skinner hangs on to third. Jeffrey Bodine making his comeback after that crash in Daytona back in February. First time back in a Winston Cup car is fourth. Earnhardt Jr. showing a lot of strength in the early going. He is fifth. Ricky Rudd runs sixth. Give Tony Stewart seventh. Bobby Labonte eighth. Ricky Craven ninth. And Wally Dolan back tenth. Jeremy Mayfield is behind the wall. Hermie Sadler's with him. Jeremy, I know not the way you wanted to follow up, but we ain't in California. What happened? Well, just uh, being patient. You know, we had a great car all day and uh, best car I've ever had here. And felt like we had a shot to win. And, uh, you know, Jimmy Spencer hit. Uh, Nimitz checked the 33 car, and we got into us, and uh, we just kind of blew stuff and smacked the wall. But uh, we'll be back. You know, we got a good team here. We'll fix it just do the best we can. Wrong place at the wrong time for Jeremy Mayfield. This car's got a lot of right front damage, uh, spindle, lower control on, ball joint. Uh, they're going to be back at the wall for a while, but he'll be at, uh, a little bit later to get some points. Of course, it's been an interesting week, to say the least, for Mayfield and company. First Tuesday, NASCAR penalizing the team for altered fuel at the Die Hard 500 in Talladega. Crew Chief Peter Suspenso is suspended until June 6th. Owner Michael Cranif is fined $50,000, 151 owner points taken away, and 151 driver points taken away from Jeremy. Then Thursday, Suspenso was fined $25,000 for their car not meeting the minimum height requirement after the Napa 500 in California last Sunday. And through all of that, the team came here, had a very solid qualifying run, starting in the 20th position. But uh, luck was not with them tonight. He was behind the wall after just seven laps as a result of that chain reaction crash. Yeah, tough break for Jeremy. His team just wants to put all of that behind him and get back to racing and winning if they can. Scramble for the lead's been pretty good the last four or five laps around. Settles back a little bit right now. Steve Park has dropped back a couple of car lengths, but Joe Moore, he's been giving 
Rusty Wallace about all he can stand for the last five laps around this racetrack. Last lap particularly, Barney, when they passed me here in turns three and four, Park had about the best run he's had in a while and snuck right out of the bottom lane and a fender up alongside Rusty Wallace. But this time he'll fall back in line, dropping back a couple of car lengths behind Rusty. And here's Park again off turn two, looking to the outside, at least momentarily. Here halfway down the back straightaway, he'll get back in line, single file. Only 30 laps on this set of tires, and Park's having to make a decision just how hard he wants to press here at this point in the race because he may have to stay on those tires for the better part of another 100 laps if we don't see any caution flags. So I'm sure that's uh, part of what goes into how hard Park will press at this point in the event. Let's pause 10 seconds here for station identification on MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR 2000. Motor Racing Network's live coverage of the NASCAR Winston Cup Series comes to you tonight from Richmond, Virginia with the Pontiac Excitement 400. We're just underway, 32 laps complete. Pole sitter Rusty Wallace has led them all, but Steve Park, who started on the outside of the front row, is shadowing Wallace's every move around this three-quarter mile track. Hanging right with him, Rusty can't get away, and Steve has put all the heat on him in the world, but still hasn't been able to take the lead away. Mike Skinner's fallen back just a little bit. Skinner's back maybe five or six car lengths, riding along in third place. Pretty good battle for fourth the last two or three laps around between Jeffrey Bodine and Dale Earnhardt Jr. We'll follow up on that when we come back. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. This season, Toyota Racing is looking for jugglers. Uh -huh. Not the ones who toss balls or rings. Fans that can juggle the rigors of a 10-month-long season across many different racing circuits. Well, what if I added knives? What if you added GR Cup, Formula Drift, and off-road racing? you can juggle it all, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. Formula Drift is a registered trademark of Formula Drift's holdings, LLC. Kyle Larson brings his Chevy four tires to no-go racing fuel. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Money's back here for Ryan Blaney. Four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. MRN Radio's coverage of the Pontiac Excitement 400 brought to you by Chase Authentics, the authentic trackside apparel of NASCAR, by Coca-Cola, the official soft drink of NASCAR fans. Two-way communication by Racing Radios for trackside rental and sales. Visit the TrackScan vendor and authorized affiliate of Racing Radios and by 76 Products makers of the official fuel of NASCAR. Well, the leader setting a blistering pace here. That would be Rusty Wallace. Already he's lapped a couple of cars, chased them down just a moment ago to put them a lap down. It would be Kyle Petty and Scott Pruitt have been lapped. And the next car he'll be encountering will be Elliot Sadler and Mike Bliss and Robbie Gordon. Rusty getting around here about as, I guess, any racetrack we go to, short track like Bristol, Martinsville, and coming here. 
when he gets it hooked up, he's kind of like Mark Martin in the Bush series. It just seems like it stays that way for the bigger, better part of the night, and most times he'll win. And I know that kind of aggravates Rusty sometimes that uh, he gets thought of as a real short track expert, but his record shows at Bristol, at Martinsville, here at Richmond, he has just been dominant over the years. In fact, if you, oh, trouble here on the front straightaway, Todd Bodine into the outside wall. Caution flag on the speedway. Bodine and Johnny Benson, it looks like, made contact, racing for position. Bodine has ended up in the outside wall. There's smoke from Benson's car as well. Yellow flag number two at lap number 43. And they scrubbed along the wall. Todd did all the way past the start-finish line, and, and it's resting against the wall all the way down in turn number one, and that's where the car is right now as the rest of the field goes down to the bottom of the racetrack. Don't believe there's any other contact made except between those two cars as caution number two comes out at lap 42. We may see some pit stops here, and we may not, but I got a feeling we probably will. They were racing for 21st and 22nd position. Uh, Jeff Burton having just passed Benson for 20th, and Bodine now sitting up against the outside wall down in turn one. Benson has continued. Here comes the entire field, except the cars that had been lapped, the Scott Pruitt and Kyle Petty machines coming on to pit road. Petty has gone to the garage. Everybody else in for stops. Let's go to Marty Snyder. Rusty Wallace is in just a little bit tight. They're going to take half around a wedge out to loosen him up just a little bit. Del Jarrett says he is tight everywhere, and the car is a little bit hot. They're going to go up on the track bar. Jeff Gordon also tight. Neither Jarrett nor Gordon have made very much progress. Now down to Jim Phillips. And we got on this end, we got Tony Stewart in. Ricky Rudd is red. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is in. Mike Skinner is in. All four tires of gasoline down on this end. We've got Jeffrey Bodine, who's still working on his car. Long stop for Wally Dallenbach. Bill Elliott peels out of the pit right now. Go to Ford first, down to Herbie Sadler. All the guys that here making progress have been in. Jeff Burden, Dale Earnhardt, Ken Schrader, Matt Kenseth, uh, Todd Bodine did not make it back to pit road. Everybody on this end took four tires and gasoline. Same thing on this scene. Everybody seems to be fighting a little bit of a tight condition. And the race off pit road going to be won by Rusty Wallace and his team. He will come back out onto the racetrack first. Coming out right behind him would be Ricky Craven. Then Mike Skinner gets back on the speedway third, followed by Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Tony Stewart. So some good pit work there. Dave Blaney's team, uh, his car stalled on the pit stop. They had to push the car down the pit lane a pretty good distance to get it fired. And Blaney is going to lose a lap here as the field has overtaken him after the stall there on the uh, front stretch. Another look at that Todd Bodine incident. Doesn't look like Bodine and Benson made contact racing for position. The contact between those two was after Bodine hit the outside wall, came off the wall, and bounced off Benson's right front. Now, I don't know if there was contact earlier on off the corner than that to put Todd up into the outside wall, but it looked like the damage on the right front of Benson's car came when Bodine rebounded off the wall, and Johnny was there and uh, hit him with the right front corner of his yeah, car. Didn't appear to be any contact there between the two. And in fact, it almost looked like something broke on Todd's car. You see sparks flying out from yep. under before he went into the wall, and then he and Benson made the contact. So just a Johnny, a victim of circumstance. Second caution of the night here at the Richmond International Raceway, lap 46 right now. Just about all the front runners have been on pit road. As we told you, Rusty Wallace came out first, followed by Ricky Craven, Mike Skinner, Dale Earnhardt Jr., and Tony Stewart would make the top five. Then it'll be Steve Park, sixth, Bobby Labonte, seventh, Mark Martin came off pit road, eighth, followed by Jeff Gordon, ninth, and Ricky Rudd, the top ten. Tonight's broadcast of the Pontiac Excitement 400 is brought to you under exclusive radio rights granted by the Richmond International Raceway to MRN Radio solely for the private non-commercial use of our listening audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use to the description and accounts of this event without the expressed written consent of MRN Radio is prohibited.
Had to be a heck of a pit stop for Ricky Craven's guys because he was yep. running pretty far back in the pack, I believe, when they went down pit road. No, he was he was up there pretty good, but they still gained him. Uh, but he was in seventh position, eighth position at the time of the caution, so they gained him six spots. We'll double-check and make sure that they did a four-tire stop, but Craven up to the number two position. Johnny Benson has been back in for more repairs. As we mentioned a minute ago, I think Kyle Petty has gone to the garage, and we'll follow up on some of that in just a moment. Well, we were about set to go back racing in the Pontiac Excitement 400 at Richmond. The field had been given the one-to-go signal, but Dave Blaney's troubles continue. The Amoco car is stopped down at the end of pit road. He did not make the stop-and-go sign, uh, didn't beat the pace car off the pit lane, and had to stop there. And as uh, we saw on his first pit stop and again on a subsequent one, the car stalled. I'm suspecting maybe the clutch has gone out on it or something, but we'll follow up there. But he's needing an assist to get away from the opening of pit lane, and so we had to hold up the uh, the restart while they cleared the Blaney car from there. Now the wrecker has picked him up and will push him around the racetrack and into the entrance to the garage, which is over just coming into turn number three. Field comes off turn number four, 51 laps about to go on the scoreboard. Been kind of interesting in the early going. Rusty has survived a couple of charges at the front of the field. Mike Skinner's got a very strong race car. Earnhardt Jr.'s looked real good also. And Tony Stewart's been slicing up through traffic. And I guess a moment ago, I was kind of tracking the 99 car of Jeff Burton. Yep. Kind of lost track just before that caution came out of where he was. But he picked up quite a few spots. He was running 20th at the time of the caution after starting the race back in 29th position. After pit work, he is up to 17th spot as we get ready for the restart here in a little bit. Updates from down on the pit and garage area. First of all, Kyle Petty's car was taken behind the wall. Hermie Sadler, what's wrong there? Kyle Petty's got a uh, steering box that's gone bad. The guys are coming to change the steering box to get him back out. Also, the 93 car of Dave Blaney has a broken shifter. He has uh, no way to shift gears, so he's uh, stalled on the racetrack. Kyle's car about to come back onto pit road. In fact, here it comes out of the garage, and they will go back onto the speedway. We'll make at least one more lap under caution before they put them under green. And Marty Snyder has an update on Ricky Craven's car. Craven up in second spot after being eighth before the caution flag. Marty, how'd he get up there? You know, he had been running solidly in the top 10. Allen and the car is hooked up pretty well. And with only 45 laps on his tires, they decided to uh, take on two tires. So they took on two right side tires. That boosted him up. And we all know how important track position has been in the last couple of weeks. And Ricky Craven boosted all the way up to second right now. They're getting ready to go back to green flag racing. We'll get a word from Todd Bodine here in just a moment. I believe he has come from the care center, but we'll grab the restart here real quick as they work their way up to turns three and four, looking for the green. Rusty Wallace leads, Ricky Craven, Mike Skinner, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Tony Stewart, the top five. A little further back, Steve Park, Bobby Labonte, Mark Martin, Jeff Gordon, and Ricky Rudd. That's the top ten. Off turn number four, Scott Pruitt, the first car lap down to the inside. We'll try to race the leader. Rusty, as usual, gets his... One of the jackrabbit restarts that he's famous for. In fact, he pulls away by two, three car lengths on Ricky Craven off turn two. Craven has a hard time dealing with Scott Pruitt, at least momentarily. Now he'll clear that car as they hit the back straightaway. Mike Skinner, third place man, now pulls to the outside of Pruitt. Uh, Skinner's car washes way up the banking in turn four, though. Here comes Tony Stewart diving to the inside of Skinner and Dale Earnhardt Jr. He'll get even with Earnhardt Jr. as Skinner gets his ship pointed back in the right direction. Racing for the fourth position now. It's Dale Earnhardt Jr. 
Jr. to the outside lane down low. Tony Stewart on the move, and he is down on the gas here, halfway down the back straightaway. Got a fender out in front of Dale Jr., but Jr. still up alongside. All that's going on from third place on back. Skinner has it for the moment. Tony Stewart trying to take it away down to the inside. Earnhardt Jr. might have thoughts of going around on the outside, but the scramble now will be between those two as they go over to turn two and head for the back stretch. Side by side, racing off turn two onto the back straightaway with Mike Skinner sitting just ahead. Again, Stewart has the inside lane covered. Dale Jr. drives it in deeper, takes away the spot, this time entering turn three. Let's go to Marty Snyder. Todd Bodine has come out from the infield care center and surveys the heavily damaged car. Todd, you had a great run going. What happened? I'm not really sure. We must have must have ran something over, cut the tire down. Uh, you know, Goodyear's don't normally blow, and they got to have something run them over to, to cut them to have them blow. But we had a good race car. A little Joe Chevy was running great. Mike Hillman and the whole crew did a great job building this car. It was a new car. We had it hooked up half the hour in the morning practice both. We were the fastest car. Just trying to pace ourselves, take our time. You know, I was coming up through there with Jeff Burton, uh, just, just taking our time. And, you know, we were running good. It's a shame we're, we end up with a flat tire. But it's racing, and we'll get him again next time. We started 33rd and moved his way into the top 20, but Todd Bodine done for the night. Tough break for him. Good scramble for the lead now. Ricky Craven's been working on Rusty Wallace for the last two laps around. They've touched sheet metal a couple of times. Rusty holds him off. Craven at the bottom of the speedway, but Ricky determined he's going to get the lead away. He races him again, and that is for the lead to turn three. Great side-by-side -side racing for about two laps, but this time coming back to turn three, Craven will settle back in line behind Rusty Wallace. Looks like Craven had a pretty good wiggle up off of turn number two and had to fall in line behind Rusty. He's trying to stay close and trying to keep the pressure on, though, just a couple of feet between Wallace's back bumper and the nose of Craven's Chevy. Wallace goes wide in turn number two. Inside lane is wide open for Ricky Craven, but he can't cash in. He'll fall back in line, racing single file. It's five car links back now to third place Mike Skinner. Been in some pretty good sparks flying between Tony Stewart and Earnhardt Jr. the last couple of laps around. They made contact just a moment ago up in turn number four. They will be racing for third place. We'll make that fourth place as well. Actually third as they go back down into the corner right now. Good scramble between these two youngsters so to speak and they're both kind of pumped up here tonight. I expect we'll see the sparks fly again before the night is over between these two. Well, I know that Tony Stewart is feeling very, very racy here this weekend at Richmond. He feels like that this is the first weekend in a little while that the team hasn't had to adapt to anything. Tony says he's just had a little trouble getting the feel for the, the new generation tire that Goodyear's come out with on a lot of speedways. But this tire they're running here this weekend it's the same tire they ran last fall that Stewart led 333 of 400 laps on. He said, I haven't had to adapt to anything. I haven't had to change anything. I feel great. I could win this race. I feel like we'll be a very strong contender. Well, that's kind of coming to pass just what you said there a moment ago. He's making some great moves. I mean, exciting moves, Joe Moore, over there in your end of the racetrack. He just got around Earnhardt Jr. Yeah, Earnhardt Jr. staying with him, but they did exchange a bit of sheet metal a couple of times. He was determined to hang on to the position, actually to take the position, and now determined to hang on to it as Earnhardt stays with him. So Stewart to fourth, Earnhardt Jr. to fifth. Steve Park runs behind them in sixth, then a couple of car lengths of racetrack back to about a dozen cars, racing from seventh on back to about 19th. Jeffrey Bodine heads that pack with Mark Martin just behind him. Further back you've got Jeff Gordon he had a spirited battle with Bill Elliott several laps back Elliott now has lost three more positions about to lose another one as John Andretti goes after him big pack of traffic right there where Bill Elliott and John Andretti is including Jimmy Spencer uh, Jeff Burton is in that and also Ricky Rudd and again see a little smoke come out of that pack of traffic don't know if it was contact between the cars or not they're off turn two Jeff Burton is in that pack he's trying to make something happen and really can't go anywhere this car is blocking him directly in front 
Andretti and Jimmy Spencer are racing side by side, and they're beating and banging on one another. And just behind them, you've got Jeff Burton and Ricky Rudd all lined up there. Then Dale Earnhardt, the next car back. Let's set the field for you here. 65 laps in. Let you know how things have sorted themselves out after the opening run of the race, plus the initial round of pit stops. Rusty Wallace is the leader. He's put about four car lengths on Ricky Craven now, who settles in line in second. Then Mike Skinner's third. Tony Stewart fourth and Steve Park fifth. Jeffrey Bodine is sixth. Seventh is Mark Martin. Jeff Gordon's eighth. Bobby Labonte ninth. And tenth place, that would be held down by Bill Elliott. Uh, Allen has a problem for Jerry Nadeau. He slowed coming into turn number three, took it up to the outside wall, came to a complete halt off turn four, but now he's got it running again. Very slowly across the start-finish line, trying to get down to the inside of the racetrack and almost got collected there. Looks like the engine might have shut down. Can't tell if he's under power or not. Now he gets all the way down on the apron of the racetrack. We will stay under green, so he is going to be out of harm's way. So the race will continue at lap 67. Let's go back and uh, reset that rundown for you and get you all the way back through the field. It's Rusty Wallace, Ricky Craven, Mike Skinner, Tony Stewart, and Dale Earnhardt Jr., the top five. Then Steve Park, Jeffrey Bodine, Mark Martin, Jeff Gordon, and Bobby Labonte in position 6 through 10. 11th is Bill Elliott, John Andretti is 12th, Jimmy Spencer's 13th, Jeff Burton 14th, and Ricky Rudd 15th. Dale Earnhardt's up to 16th, Ward Burton 17th. Dale Jarrett, 18th. Wally Dollenbach is 19th, and Ken Schrader is 20th. 21st is Kenny Irwin. Bobby Hamilton is 22nd. Sterling Marlin, 23rd. Robert Presley, 24th, and Terry Labonte, 25th. 26th is Kenny Wallace. Matt Kenseth is up to 27th. Chad Little, 28th. Michael Waltrip, 29th. And 30th is Mike Bliss. Kevin LePage is 31st. Joni Michek, 32nd. Stacy Compton, 33rd. Brett Bodine, 34th, and Robbie Gordon, 35th. 36th is Elliott Sadler. Johnny Benson, last car on the lead lap in 37th. One lap down, Scott Pruitt in 38th. Jerry Nadeau with a green flag stop there a second ago. He's now three laps down in 39th. And Kyle Petty is nine laps down after time in the garage. He is 40th. Dave Blaney and Jeremy Mayfield behind the wall getting repairs. Todd Bodine out of the race, and that's the full field here at lap number 70. Just a moment ago, Ricky Craven slipped going off into turns one and two, went way high up in the corner. As a result, he has lost second place. Mike Skinner has taken it over and dropped him back to third position. Lap 71 is complete here at Richmond in the Pontiac Excitement 400. Tonight's broadcast of the Pontiac Excitement 400 is brought to you by Goody's Headache Powders, the official pain reliever of NASCAR, by Purolator Oil Filters. Next time, put on a Pure One from Purolator, better remember it. And by Husqvarna, the commercial lawn care equipment of NASCAR. Rusty Wallace, the leader, he is off turn two, working his way down the backstretch, and Joe Moore, he's beginning to put a lot of separation between himself and the rest of the field. Got about a full second now over the second place car of Mike Skinner, and Rusty about to start closing in on the tail end of the field. He will catch Johnny Benson, the 37th place car, last on the lead lap. Benson with the nose wrinkled up in an accident a little bit earlier when Todd Bodine bounced off the wall and came back down the racetrack right where Benson was about to try and cut underneath him. Uh, Jerry Nadeau slowed on the racetrack a minute ago. We mentioned that. He came to pit road for a stop under the green flag. Let's follow up on what the cause of his problems were with Hermie Sadler. Jerry Nadeau came in. He had a flat right front tire. He came in under green, put on two right side tires. What we're seeing are these, a lot of these race cars are tight. And these guys, uh, crew chiefs, have put a lot of camber in the right front tire to help them turn. And uh, some of the guys are starting to have problems, so we'll keep an eye on that. We're working lap 80 right now in the Pontiac Excitement 400 here at Richmond tonight. Rusty Wallace continues to set a blistering pace. It looked like for a while that Steve Park was going to give him all he could handle, but after that round of pit stops, Steve has faded back to what, uh, eighth position? 
and has not really made any moves toward getting back up toward the front. Right now the lead group kind of settled in line somewhat. Nobody making any terrific advancing moves with the exception perhaps of Jeffrey Bodine. He took fifth spot away from Dale Earnhardt Jr. a couple of laps ago. He's moved away from Earnhardt Jr. by seven or eight car lengths already and is trying to reel in the fourth place runner Tony Stewart as quickly as he can. Joe Stewart himself trying to work on another position off two. He's working on Ricky Craven. Craven remember was challenging Rusty Wallace for the lead here about 10-12 laps ago. Now he's trying to hang on to what he has. Tony Stewart trying to take it away here in turn four. Really hard to tell. Ricky went into the corner when he lost some spots a few moments ago down in turns one and two. Looked like the car just really kicked way out high and he lost position. He's about to lose it again so it's obvious the car will not stick at the bottom of the racetrack although he's got good acceleration off the corner. He held off Tony Stewart who had a good run on him to the inside. Let's watch that one again as it goes back to turn three. Racing for the third position. Ricky Craven goes in wide in turn number three off turn number four. He's wide open to the inside. Tony Stewart can't quite make the move to the inside yet. Stewart still fighting there. Try to find a way around Craven if he can for the number three position a little farther back. Some pretty good racing going on between Steve Park, Jeff Gordon, and Bobby Labonte. They're racing for eighth, ninth, and tenth. Steve Park leads that pack down the back straight away. Separated about a car length. Back to Jeff Gordon in ninth. Bobby Labonte in tenth. Then the lap car of Jerry Nadeau. They tuck in single file off the corner. Let's pick up Tony Stewart one more time and Ricky Craven. Tony determined to get around Ricky Craven. Gets the inside groove one more time, and I believe as they go off turn number two, he's going to get the spot. Yeah, he'll slide by using the inside lane, finally making the move. Here about halfway down the back straightaway, move Tony Stewart up to the third position. Stewart now, let's check the interval between himself and second place Mike Skinner. It is going to be some 2.8 seconds that Stewart has got to make up before he can catch the number two man at this point. Skinner's making some moves. He's starting to close in the distance between himself and Rusty Wallace just a little bit. He's chipped, a, I think, a fairly significant amount off the rather large advantage that Wallace had just a few laps ago. Now, Rusty at one time, maybe seven or eight laps ago, had an advantage of one and nine-tenths seconds. Now it's down to feet. In fact, it's probably about four car lengths between the two as Mike Skinner tries to chase him down. The leader is going to catch the tail end of the field again as they go over to turn three. Skinner might have an opportunity here shortly as Rusty Wallace does catch the rear of the pack. Further back now for the fourth position. Ricky Craven under attack once again. Jeffrey Bodine trying to get by him this time. Bodine dives low off of turn four but can't quite pull alongside Craven. He falls back in line behind him as they go down the front stretch. Once again into turn one. Bodine looks low. Craven is up high. Craven goes to the high side of the banking now. This is going on about three or four car lengths behind the car of Tony Stewart. Bodine this time set back in line. They'll race single file into turn three. I tell you, when you stop and think about it, Jeffrey Bodine has been out of a race car recovering from some very serious injuries since February back in Daytona. I'm sure he's he's done a lot of physical therapy because, you know, you've talked with him and I have too a couple of times to, get, to build up his strength, his stamina and everything else. Assuming you get even 80 or 90 percent of that back, how can you keep the touch that you had in the race car before it just tells you how good Jeffrey Bodine has always been in a race car to see what he's doing here tonight to climb back in and do what he's doing to be able to stay up there and run in the top five and pretty if you, tough if you want to think about it even further Barney since the accident that he had happened in Daytona he's really been out of a race car since Atlanta in November since he's been in a race itself and to jump right back in get out there in the middle of a competitive 43 car field and be as good as he's been I think is uh, I guess it goes back to the fact that a lot of the skill of driving a race car is instinctive. It's not something you can teach to someone. You can maybe help them refine their skills and their experience will refine their skills, but you can't teach someone how to be a race driver. They either have it or they don't. 
And obviously for Bodine driving a race car well is kind of like for for you hitting a golf ball or for you know me falling down steps or something like that. It's something that we just do instinctively and very well. Jeffrey has an awful lot of talent. Mike Skinner almost put his talent to work going off turn number two had a shot at Rusty couldn't get him he's in three right up on the bumper of Rusty Wallace and Wallace is closing in on the tail end of the field now Wallace trying to get around the Brett Bodine car who is last on the lead lap in 36th position and Mike Skinner just a car length behind him now Kyle Petty back on the racetrack after time behind the wall also in the mix there cars are double wide just in front of the race leader Rusty Wallace closes in now on the rear deck of Brett Bodine and right on his tail is Mike Skinner looking for a way to get by Mike Skinner is a man on on a mission as we said he's done everything but win a race he's he's led a ton of laps at several events last year and this year he's had a couple get away when they had mechanical problems like at Atlanta back in uh, March I guess and he's determined to get to victory lane he's doing everything he can right now to get around and lead this race he almost had rusty again they ran up on some lap traffic over in turn two rusty open the outside lane to get by Brett Bodine and Kyle Petty Mike Skinner goes with it meanwhile Scott Pruitt nearly tags the wall in turn four Great save by the driver of the Tide Ford. The car went all the way up the racetrack on Scott, but he pulled it off the wall just before it hit and is at somewhat reduced speed, but sort of safe and sound at this point anyway as he heads off into the corner. For Rusty Wallace, Mike Skinner giving him the greatest pressure he's had for the race lead since the very opening laps when Steve Park was working him over pretty good. It'll be 96 complete as Wallace crosses the start-finish line this time by about a quarter of the way home. Rusty Wallace leads the Pontiac Excitement 400 at Richmond by one car length over Mike Skinner. They're in heavy lap traffic on the backstretch. At the tail end of the field, closing in on Stacy Compton, Elliott Sadler, and Joe Nemechek, and Rusty trying to make something happen. And Mike Skinner trying to make something happen, too. Mike has tried to use the lap traffic a time or two to get Rusty pinned in behind, who hasn't been able to pull it off. And again, Rusty trails about three cars over into turn number two. Mike Skinner has nowhere to go, and neither does Rusty as they work their way up to three. Rusty boxed in, coming up off the corner, still riding behind the car Stacy Compton to the outside of Elliott Sandler and Mike Skinner just waiting for something to happen here and an opportunity to be presented to him. Off of turn number four across the start finish line it is still Skinner stalking Rusty behind them third spot has changed hands Jeffrey Bodine continues to rumble he's gotten around Tony Stewart to take over the number three spot. Here come the leaders now working up off the corner still with heavy traffic just in front of them. Rusty cannot get by Stacy Compton. Mike Skinner just sitting behind, waiting for a lane to open up. This may be his chance. Mike's got the low groove, and again, he got a run on him this time. He's alongside Rusty Wallace, but they've got two cars directly in front of both lanes. Both lanes are blocked is what I should say as they go off to turn number one, but Skinner is underneath Rusty. They are door to door as they hit the backstretch. Best run he's had all evening as Mike Skinner dives down to the inside lane, has to fall back in line and check up going into the corner because of the heavy traffic. Jerry Nadeau back on pit road with another right front tire that has gone down on his car while Mike Skinner continues working Rusty Wallace over for the lead. Now double wide lap traffic right in front of them once again. Rusty taking that high line. He seems to like it up there. Plus it seems to be a little bit quicker for him following Stacey Compton than the possibility of following Elliott Sadler. He works the outside lane. Coming back to turn three, Skinner right in his tire tracks. Fans have been watching this one for the last 25 or 30 laps around between Rusty Wallace and Mike Skinner. They have pulled away it opened up a lot of daylight on the third place car of Jeffrey Rodine, Tony Stewart, and Ricky Craven, who make up the top five. Rusty again pinned in that traffic. So is Mike Skinner as they head for three. 
hopelessly trying to find a way to get by these cars at the tail end of the field. Rusty Wallace pinned underneath Stacey Thompson. He makes it three wide now off turn four. Sticks the nose in the middle of the two slower cars, then thinks it's not maybe the best move to make it this time of the race and eases out just a little bit. But Wallace and Skinner still kind of bottled up in traffic off of two. Skinner gets the opening down to the inside, pulls up alongside Rusty momentarily. But again, same story, slower traffic just ahead. He checks up and falls back in line. Rusty Wallace is in the outside groove. Mike Skinner is in the bottom of the racetrack, and he can get up there beside Rusty. He's done that about eight or nine times in the last four or five laps, and that's exactly what he does again as they go back to turn number one. But when they hit the corner, Rusty seems to have a little better handling car, a little more acceleration, and pulls away. Skinner still there. They're heading for three one more time. Mike looks to the inside once again for a chance to pull alongside. Rusty Wallace, he's checking out for lanes that may open up and none do for either one of them. One of the great things about this racetrack, they could run side by side for the lead about all night. Neither lane faster than the other. It's just going to be a matter of which lane the traffic opens up more quickly. And Wallace now tries to force the issue in two. Once again, tries to make it three wide as he tries to stick the nose of his car in between the machines of Stacey Compton and Elliott Sander. Doesn't work. It does, however, allow Mike Skinner to pull even again for the lead. Mike Skinner this time will lead as they come off the corner, and he's going to lead at the start-finish line by just about a foot as they work their way back into the corner. They almost touch. Rusty on the outside, Skinner to the inside, but still... Four cars directly ahead. Neither driver can go anywhere. Side by side for the lead here. Racing down the back straightaway. Rusty Wallace to the outside. Mike Skinner down low. Elliott Sanders cars. It'll block the inside lane for Skinner. Now the traffic has moved ahead a little bit in the outside lane. So let's see if Rusty can get around and clear Skinner and grab the lead back. It is Skinner by a foot at the start finish line. Wallace drops down ahead of him though into turn number one and will reclaim the top spot here at lap number 112. Kind of a tradition when we come here to Richmond, Virginia's capital city, that the chief executive of the Commonwealth drops by to say hello, and Governor Jim Gilmore back with us once again. Good evening to you, sir. Good to see you. Welcome back, or I should say, we're welcome back. Hello, Alan. I'm <laughs> glad to be here again. And as, you, as everybody knows, I'm a big race fan. I love NASCAR, and we're having a great race here tonight in Richmond, Virginia. This has uh, turned into such a, a thing, these events here at Richmond. Can you believe the crowd we're looking around that and all these people that have been here all day long to be part of this event? I'm, I'm really glad about it. We've got about 100,000 or so here, and that doesn't count uh, people who are standing around, so it might be closer to 110,000. And that's a, This is a big-time sporting event in an up-and-coming state, and we're very happy about it. And I'm just glad to be here tonight. Uh, I'm sure you know Alan and Barney. Uh, my, my, fan, my, my driver's been Rusty Wallace for many yeah. years, so he's having a good night tonight. Tourism is, Virginia's probably one of the more active states or commonwealths in promoting tourism. You folks really take a kind of an active uh, get up on the stump and let everybody know about its stance. Why? But we do, and that's because this is a unique state. We have a lot of good recreation, like a wonderful race like this, and good theme parks, and golf, and swimming, and a wonderful beach. But we have history here that's unique. Uh, Civil War history, Revolutionary War history, African American history. And we think that uh, we, we want people to come here and see this, and, and, and I think it's a good experience for their kids as well as good for recreation. Governor, always a pleasure. Look forward to seeing you again in September, and uh, hope you enjoy the rest of the evening. Well, thank you. Thank you very much, Alan. We're very proud of our Virginia racers who are here tonight. There's an awful lot of them, and we wish them very, very good luck tonight in this wonderful Richmond race, and thank you for the chance to talk to your fans. Thank you, Governor. Governor Jim, Jim Gilmore of the Commonwealth of Virginia here with us tonight as we have caution on the speedway. Got a car in trouble up in turn three. It is Robbie Gordon who slams the wall at the end of the back straightaway, keeps it pinned up against the outside wall, and scrubs along with the sparks and smoke flying onto the front.
front straightaway. Yellow flag is on the field. Lap 117 is when it will come out. It'll be the third one of the evening as Robbie has been having a little handling problems with that car for the last 10 or 15 laps around. He goes all the way down to turn number one. Sparks continue to fly from the car as he works his way back up to you, Joe Moore. Got a lot of sparks continue to fly. Obviously, a couple of tires down. He swings down, almost cuts off Scott Pruitt as he comes down the back straightaway, trying to make his way back to pit road. So we're under caution here for the third time in the Pontiac Excitement 400. Pit road is closed, so we'll take a break and then come back for the pit stops. Back at Richmond as the pit road is now opened, and here come the leaders ducking in for service. Stop's going to come at lap number 120. Rusty Wallace and Mike Skinner come in first and second. The third-place car, Jeffrey Bodine, is missing from this order. We'll tell you why in just a moment. First to Marty Snyder. Rusty Wallace is in, and in the middle of that run, his nose started to push just a little bit. Pushing in the middle of the corner is a story for Rusty Wallace. They're going to make an air pressure adjustment to help him out just a little bit. Also in is Jeff Gordon. He is now loose off. They're going to make an air pressure and wedge adjustment for Jeff Gordon. Ricky Craven took only two tires last time. He got extremely tight the longer that run went. Rusty Wallace down 17.6 seconds. Not under Jim Phillips. And we got Tony Stewart in. We've also got Mike Skinner in. He's still on the jack. Left side tires going a little trouble on the left side. Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s in. Ricky Rudd is in. Ronnie's just left. We got Wally Dolan back. Bill Elliott and Ward Burton, whose car has been really tight this last run. Not under Herbie Sandler. Jeff Burton has been in. He took on four tires. They made a uh, track bar adjustment. He has been a little bit loose, uh, something that uh, we do not seeing very much of tonight. Also, uh, Dale Earnhardt was in for four tires, no changes. Also, the 36 car in. He's a little bit tight. They loosened him up a little bit with air pressure. And the rest of the cars on pit road also getting four tires and gasoline. The race off pit road will be run, won by Rusty's crew. That 17-second stop got him out first. Jeffrey Bodine came out right behind him. Mike Skinner will get back onto the speedway in third position. Mark Martin's team did a great job to get him back out there in fourth. Steve Park remains in the top five. He is fifth. Bobby Labonte comes back onto the racetrack in sixth. Then Dale Earnhardt seventh. Jimmy Spencer eighth. Jeff Burton ninth. And Ricky Craven tenth after this round of pit stops. Now, the Jeffrey Bodine story, he ducked down pit road the first time the cars came by the opening of pit lane, but pit road wasn't open yet. So he drove through the pits, but he caught the stop and go paddle there. And so he had to wait till the field went by, dropped to last in line. So now he's going to be all the way back in traffic. Instead of third, he's going to be somewhere around 30th or 31st for the restart here when we go back racing in just a minute. Under caution, at lap 122, Rusty Wallace continues to lead the Pontiac Excitement 400 from the Richmond International Raceway. This is MRN Radio. Back at the Richmond International Raceway, about a half a lap from going back racing. Rusty Wallace is the leader. Mike Skinner is second. Mark Martin third. Steve Park fourth. And Bobby Labonte fifth. The rest of the top ten, Dale Earnhardt, Jimmy Spencer, Jeff Burton, Ricky Craven, and Jeff Gordon. Jeffrey Bodine is going to restart 31st. Robbie Gordon's gone to the garage. We'll find out what happened to him that brought out that last caution in a moment. First, let's go back racing. Green flag goes back in the air. Rusty comes up through the gearbox again. Mike Skinner's going to hang with him as they go back into turn number one. Only shaking by about a half a car length. Then he really turns up the wick as they go off turn number two and pulls away a couple of car lengths. Here comes Wallace now, streaming down the back straightaway, working alongside the lap machine of Joe Nemechek. Further back, he's got Mike Skinner. He's in four car lengths behind him. Mark Martin third, Steve Park fourth, and Bobby Labonte fifth. 
Joe Nemechek fighting hard to try and get a lap back from leader Rusty Wallace. Finally, Wallace will clear him as they go down the front straightaway. In fact, there'll be two lap cars now between the leader and second place. Here's Mike Skinner, second place man, going wide to get by some of that lap traffic. He's got Jeremy Mayfield sitting just directly in front of him. Further back, Mark Martin. He'll take a lower line coming in turn three, going after Mike Skinner. Mike Skinner takes the high line coming off the corner, puts a good block on Mark as Mark came out to the wall coming out of turn number two. But for Mike Skinner right now, it's got to be a little frustrating to know he's got to get around a couple of lap cars before he can get up there and challenge for the lead on Rusty Wallace. But he's got his hands full holding on to second place. Squeezing up off turn two, hitting the back straight away. Mark Martin putting the pressure on Skinner coming into turn three. Here's Mark flashing down low with his forward. He'll grab the spot off turn four. Mark Martin trying to slide up into the number two position. He will squeeze up in front of Mike Skinner as they come down the front stretch and now set off after race leader Rusty Wallace. But not before Mike Skinner gets a chance to come back and regain the position. He goes wide off turn two. Looks momentarily up there. Now falls back in line. Settles in single file in the third spot. Worked their way out of the corner and back down to the start finish line to put 128 laps on the scoreboard. Rusty Wallace still leading now. He has an advantage of a, just a pinch over a full second. Mike Skinner has those two lap cars between himself over there and the rest of the field as he tries to get in there and check, check down, chase down Mark Martin for the second spot. Steve Park still runs third. Bobby Labonte is fourth. Bobby's beginning to pick up a little bit here. Bobby's starting to rumble toward the front, and the rest of the top ten at this point are Dale Earnhardt, Jimmy Spencer, Jeff Burton, Ricky Craven, and Jeff Gordon. Remember that Jeff Burton started back in 29th position. He's into the top ten now. Last caution brought out by Robbie Gordon. He's in the garage with Hermie Sadler. Robbie, heavy contact on the right side. What happened? I'm going to say a right front tire uh, cut. We were a little bit tight. Car was pushing, trying to get a lap back. We were catching. We caught back up to Rusty and uh, just pushed real hard, pushed hard. Car finally just blew the right front tire. Can you get it back out? Um, I think we can get it back out. It's kind of a bummer. You know, we got Burger King here and all of our sponsors, and it's uh, we, had, we had a good run all weekend. It's unfortunate to end the race like this. Robbie going behind the wall. They're going to try to get him back out. Jeremy Mayfield's team has done a lot of work on his car, got him back onto the racetrack many, many laps down, but right now he's about as quick as anything out there. In fact, he's just moved around the leader, Rusty Wallace, to get one of his several laps back as Rusty. That's got to be kind of frustrating to, to deal with a car like that, but of course Jeremy's out there with a good race car, wants to pick up as many laps as he can, gain as many positions as he can, and Rusty just he's not quick enough to get away from him, so he's just kind of hung up there for the moment. Mike Skinner's got the same problem. He's got a couple of lap cars in there. Joe Nemechek is one of those. He's been trying to get around. Now he may be able to get underneath Joe off turn number two. Nope, gets shut down one more time and again loses ground to the leader in three. Joe is quick, keeping Mike Skinner behind him. But Skinner's going to have to worry now about a guy who is on the lead lap. Steve Park starts to close in on Mike Skinner. And off turn four, here's a challenge for the race lead. Mark Martin is up underneath Rusty Wallace. Side by side, it was Martin by a foot at the stripe. Rusty tries to hang tough up on top in two. Jeremy Mayfield sitting right in front of this battle for the lead as they come streaming off turn two and hit the back straightaway. Mark Martin's got it wound up down low. Rusty Wallace on the gas to the high side. They're dead even in turn three. They race that way for two laps around the speedway. They come off turn number four. Let's see who will lead that lap. That would have had been a photo finish. It would been the final lap. It was too close to call. Again, they go back into the corner, door to door. Rusty in the high lane. Mark Martin to the bottom of the racetrack. They head for three. Rusty gets the fender out in front, coming up off turn number two. Halfway down the back straightaway, though. Mark will pull even. That's the way, once again, they'll race to turn three. 
Up off of turn number four. Martin inside. Wallace outside. Wallace by about six inches at the stripe to get the lead once again. Mark, though, buried up underneath his inside. Still door to door. Side by side coming back up off the corner just as it was the last lap and the one before. Mark Martin didn't get quite as good a run this time. Matter of fact, he'll feel a challenge for the lap card of Joe Nemechek coming back to turn three. All the scrambles going on for the lead as they come off the corner, but a pretty good battle back there for third place. Steve Park and Mike Skinner go at it. They've done that for the last four or five laps around. They've been door to door a couple of times. That's the way they'll go off the turn one more time and head for three. Racing for the third position with Steve Park, who was battling for the lead early on this evening. Now battling with Mike Skinner for the spot. Pulls even with him coming back into the corner. Park sliding up a little bit farther than that very bottom lane of the racetrack. Has to ease out of the gas a little bit to keep from knocking Skinner sideways in the middle of the corner. So Skinner will settle down in line in front of Steve Park in third position with Park now resting back in fourth spot. That was a furious little section of racing at the head of the pack there with Martin challenging Rusty Wallace for the lead and Park and Skinner there for third and fourth. It's kind of settled out now as the top ten uh, back to, say, eighth or ninth spots are all running in single file. Tony Stewart's feeling a little bit of heat from Jimmy Spencer there. Actually, Tony Stewart just took the ninth spot from Jimmy Spencer, and Spencer's feeling heat from Jeff Gordon uh, there as those cars sort themselves out a little bit farther back in the field. 138 laps complete. As we uh, work under the green flag, let's take a minute and say hello to Bob Kraut, who's the brand manager for Pontiac Grand Prix here, sponsors of the Pontiac Excitement 400. Bob, good to see you. Of course, we've got some more wide track excitement happening here at Richmond tonight. Absolutely, Alan. It's great to be here, and uh, we're very proud uh, that this is the 13th uh, annual running of the Pontiac Excitement 400. Uh, we're all proud and thrilled and excited, and we're really giving the fans tonight a lot of driving excitement. Excitement has been a Pontiac advertising slogan for, for some time now, and of course, the big recent one has been wide track and wider is better. And a lot of folks seem to find trouble tying what you do on the racetrack in conceptually to what you do in the showroom. But your dealers are all here with you tonight, and this is important to them, isn't it? You know, it really is. When you think about what we did last year and having nine wins, and we had a record year of sales, 148,000 vehicles in the United States, uh, the wins really translated very, very well into dealer showrooms. Sell on uh, Sunday or, or win on Sunday, sell on Monday still works. A little bit like that. Yeah, actually Saturday night, but it would be all the same. <laughs> Bob, we appreciate Pontiac's longtime support of NASCAR racing. And this race, the sponsorship, as you said, has been going on for a long time. We look forward to many more years to come. Thank you, Alan. Thank you, Bob. Bob Kraut, who's the brand manager for the Grand Prix brand of Pontiac. Folks sponsoring the NASCAR Winston Cup Series event here in Richmond once again tonight. Pontiac having a pretty good night. Bobby Labonte continues to work his way to the front. He has eased up there in fifth position while all that furious racing was going on a moment ago between Rusty Wallace and Mark Martin. Rusty, incidentally, has gone back into the lead very solidly right now. He is two car lengths ahead of Mark Martin as they work their way off the corner. In turn number two, Mike Skinner has picked up third place and has it pretty well in hand for the moment. Steve Park is back to fourth and then Bobby Labonte make up the top five. Tonight's broadcast of the Pontiac Excitement 400 brought to you by True Value. Help is just around the corner by Wix Filters, the only filters officially licensed by NASCAR. Wix for NASCAR and your car. And by Remington's 597, the ultra-reliable 22 caliber rifle. A moment ago it was 
a big battle for the lead going on between Rusty Wallace and Mark Martin. Then all of a sudden, Mark is out of the pace a little bit, and all of a sudden, he has lost second place as they work their way back into the corner. Mike Skinner just sweeps by to take over second, dropping Mark back to third. Riding in fourth right now is Steve Park. Back in fifth place would be Bobby Labonte. From sixth place on back, that's been a good show for the last seven or eight laps around. That's where Tony Stewart has been working there to move up a little bit. Jeff Burton, Dale Earnhardt, and Jeff Gordon also locked up in that pack of traffic. In fact, Earnhardt and Burton been going at it pretty furious for the last two or three laps. Dale Earnhardt started back in 31st position. He runs in 7th now. Jeff Burton started in 29th position. He runs in 8th position. So a couple of players there from the back of the pack who moved up into the top 10. Let's also mention that Jeffrey Bodine, after falling back to 31st by the little miscue on the pit stop, has regained 10 of his lost positions. He's up to 21st position now and trying to pick his way back up through the fields here at lap 153. Still got plenty of racing left. We're a long ways from the halfway point here. Yet 153 laps are on the scoreboard. That'll give us 247 to go. Fans thus far have seen some great racing here at Richmond under the lights tonight. Let's take a swing down through the pits and see if our pit reporters there picked up anything that we might be missing here in the tower. We'll go down first to Jim Phillips. Let's talk about Jeffrey Bodine's situation. Uh, a lot of times in racing when you're out, it's the little things that you miss out on. That one little thing is Jeffrey did not notice the pit lane flag being the flag that you don't pit on, well, the, the red one. So he came down the pit lane. He didn't see it. He wasn't really focused on it. So that cost him. All this in the pit lane, Bobby the body's car is really coming to him. They made a small adjustment last time. And Mark Martin is doing what he does a lot of times. He's trying to find a place to where the car will run its best. He's charged up to the front. Now he's settled back in third. He wants to run there for a while. It's a standard thing for Mark when we come to some of these racetracks. If the car is good enough to lead, he'll lead. If he feels like he doesn't need to do that at the time, he doesn't mind dropping back to fourth, fifth, whatever. And, of course, he collected his five bonus points toward the NASCAR Winston Cup Championship by leading at least one lap. So that goal accomplished. I'm sure that factored in there somewhere as well. Mark is going to settle back in line now and run a pace that he feels very comfortable with. Center section of pit road, Marty Snyder. How about an update there? Well, Rusty Wallace has been absolutely incredible tonight. Robin Pemberton, the car's been awfully good. What's he said about it on this run? Car's pretty good. We've been tight a little bit through the night. Uh, track position still meaning a lot. Let's keep an eye here. Skinner's pretty good. And that 99's back in traffic, but the 99's still a pretty good car. You, talk, you talked about track position. Any, any pit strategy later in the race, maybe with two tires? I can't hear what you're saying. The pit stop's been pretty good tonight. I do know that. <laughs> Robin uh, not tipping his hand a little bit and partly not being able to hear what I can say, but uh, Rusty has been very good tonight, and a lot of people kept an eye on Ricky Craven and took two tires a little earlier. He didn't lose that much ground, although he did get very tight the longer that run went, but uh, also notably on this end of pit road is the lack of progress of Del Jarrett, who started 18th. He struggled to make it up only to 16th before that last run. Now he's up in 11th and running a little bit better, but Del Jarrett has been awfully tight all night long. We talked a lot about Dale tonight, but uh, this is a good racetrack for him, too. He has just taken the 10th position away from Dale Earnhardt Jr. So Dale Jarrett now starting to make some progress toward the front, though Marty uh, very correct with his observation that in the opening uh, 100 laps or so of the race, DJ just didn't make really any move toward the front of the pack. Down to the turn four end of pit road to Hermie Sadler. One call that is making a lot of progress is Dale Earnhardt, crew chief Kevin Hamlin. Dale has methodically moved his way through the pack. Uh, what's he saying about the race call? 
caution. He said the car was just a little bit tight coming up off the corner, but it was also with spinning back tires kind of easy. We're just doing a little bit of air pressure adjustment. See if we can't keep making progress with this GM Goodwin Service Plus Chevrolet. The guys uh, picked us up quite a few spots in the pits, and hopefully we can just keep that up all night. Dale Earnhardt pretty good on the racetrack and also in the pits. The last stop on four tires, they picked up seven spots. Dale Earnhardt after that, well, I guess it was a frustrating day would be the way to describe it at California, uh, having a good run here tonight. Right now watching Michael Waltrip and Wally Dolan back on the racetrack playing a little game of bumper tag. Looked like when Waltrip passed Dolan back a lap ago, he slid up into him and bounced off of Wally. And Wally's trying to apply some pressure back on Michael and an admonishment going out from the NASCAR control tower that uh, they ought to be on their best behavior at this point and not get uh, too carried away with this. We're at lap number 163, closing into the midway point of tonight's race. We've had three caution flags in the event so far. Lap number seven, Jeremy Mayfield. Got caught up in a situation in turn three. Jimmy Spencer bounced off Joe Nemechek, and Nemechek bounced off of Mayfield, and Mayfield bounced off the outside wall. That put Jeremy behind the wall some 50, excuse me, some 77 laps for repairs. He's back out on the racetrack, but that was caution number one at lap seven. Second yellow came out at lap number 43 when Todd Bodine had something go wrong, a right front tire cut down or something breaking under the right front corner of his car. Off of turn four, he hit the outside wall. Johnny Benson caught Bodine when Bodine came off the wall. Todd is out of the race. Benson has lost a couple of laps after the damage to his machine has slowed his pace. Then the third caution came out at lap 117. Robbie Gordon cut a right front tire, hit the outside wall in turns three and four. Those are the three caution flags that we've had thus far in the event. Rusty Wallace led all of the first 110 laps, gave it up for two, the lead rather, gave up the lead for two laps to Mike Skinner, led again for another... 30 laps or so, gave it up for a couple of laps to Mark Martin, but back out in front at lap 146, which was 20 laps ago, and Wallace has been by far the dominant driver of the first half of this Pontiac Excitement 400. Only one car retired from the event, that the Todd Bodine machine, out at lap number 42, and of the 43 starters on the lead lap, we have some 31 of them at this point in the night. Our mid-race update has been brought to you by Chase Authentics. Each week, the top drivers in the NASCAR, Craftsman Truck, Bush, and Winston Cup Series compete on the track to provide the best entertainment in motorsports. Off the track, the competition ends. NASCAR's leading drivers agree to supply their fans with the best apparel in racing. Chase Authentics, the authentic trackside apparel of NASCAR, now back to the race where the chase is on. And the chase is on as they go over to turn number three. It's still Rusty Wallace in the lead. Mike Skinner has been close a couple of times. In fact, he's pulled up there, got around, got a door alongside, inside and outside. But Rusty just seems to be too strong for everybody right now. The thing that's going to be a factor here in maybe another four or five laps around is, again, the pace that Rusty is setting after that restart when he went back to green after that last caution. Joe Morey's about to reel in the tail end of the field one more time and be in heavy traffic. Got a little bit of breathing room, Rusty does. Maybe of another lap, maybe a lap and a half before he does catch a lot of traffic. And again, some of those cars racing side by side could be just the opportunity Mike Skinner's waiting for. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR 2000. You're listening to the Pontiac Excitement 400 for the NASCAR Winston Whoa, Cup Series. Whoa, we got problems off turn number four. Kenny Irwin is into the wall and has crunched in the right side of the machine. Caution immediately comes on the speedway. There is another car involved that up against the wall didn't get a number on it. And That's another car, Robert Presley, spins in a completely uh, unrelated incident over in turn number two. His car tags the outside wall and rolls down to the inside across in front of traffic. 
Kenny Irwin's car is sitting driver's side door facing back toward traffic right in the middle of the front stretch. I believe the other car involved was the Mike Bliss machine, Barney. He has now come to rest up against the outside wall down past the start-finish line about two-thirds of the way toward turn number one. Caution flag for the fourth time in tonight's race at lap number 172. Under caution here for the fourth time in the Pontiac Excitement 400. Two separate crashes. Mike Bliss and Kenny Irwin crashing off turn four on the front stretch. Robert Presley crashing off turn two. The leaders have all been in for stops. Jim Phillips. Well, this is the pit row. We've had uh, Mike Skinner. He's been in. Got uh, four tires and fuel. Jeffrey Bodine, uh, a little trouble on his stop. He lost his spots. Dale Earnhardt Jr., Ricky Rudd, Tony Stewart. Big changes for Bobby Devaney. Rubbers out of the right front and the right rear. Bill Elliott, Mark Martin, John Andretti, Ward Burton all in for service. Now to Marty Snyder. Leader Rusty Wallace came in. He said the car is pretty good. We could stand to loosen it up just a little bit. They did do that with air pressure. A little tighter than Rusty would like. 16.9 seconds on his stop. Jeff Gordon came in. He is also tight. They made an air pressure adjustment to help him out just a little bit. He was running in seventh. Dale Jarrett made a little progress that run. Much better. He said it's still just a little bit tight. He came in running 10th and four tires for Dale Jarrett as well. Now down to Hermie Sadler. Jeff Burton was in for four tires. The last stop, they raised the track ball on the right-hand side to free the car up. Jeff did not like that. They put it back down and made an air pressure adjustment. Once again, Kevin Hamlin's team, a great pit stop, 16.2 seconds for four tires. Also in for four tires, Ken Schrader, Kevin LePage, Michael Waltrip, and Matt Kenseth, but uh, Dale Earnhardt, the best pit stop on this end. Chad Little stayed on the racetrack and had the lead for just a moment, but now he has gone on the pit road, so Mike Skinner's team gets him back onto the speedway first. He will be the leader. Rusty Wallace came off pit road second, Mark Martin, then Tony Stewart, then Jeff Gordon. From the Richmond International Raceway, this is MRN Radio. Back at Richmond under the caution at lap 176. Mike Skinner's crew gets him off pit road first. He leads Rusty Wallace, Mark Martin, Tony Stewart, and Jeff Gordon. The rest of the top ten, Dale Earnhardt, Steve Park, Dale Jarrett, Dale Earnhardt Jr., and Jeff Burton. Bill Elliott uh, lost some track position under this caution flag. Now back to 26th spot. Jim Phillips, what happened? Well, one of those old problems. When you make a chassis adjustment, if you leave the ratchet in there, you have to come back and get it out. That's what happened to him. And also Ward Burton, they had to make two stops because of track position. They came in, they put right sides on, and they had, in order to not get lapped, they came back around the next time put left, so it cost him some spots too. I believe Robert Presley's car has gone in the garage area. Hermie Sadler is in search of him, and maybe we'll get a word with him in just a moment. Uh, let's go there now. I believe Hermie's caught up with him. Hermie? Robert Presley, a lot of damage to the front of the Jasper engines forward. What happened? Well, I went off in three there, and I'm not sure if we lost a brake caliper or I run over one because I lost brakes going in. Went off into one up there, got the caution, and evidently had dismounted the tires, spun around, hit the wall. I mean, just our luck at Richmond. A lot of tire trouble, a lot of brake trouble here tonight at Richmond. Robert Presley, a lot of damage to his forward. They're going to try to get him back out if they can. Tough racetrack. It's tough on equipment, uh, tough on tempers sometimes, and we've seen several people with their share of problems tonight. Marty Snyder has gone over by the Infield Care Center to get a word with a couple of the drivers involved in these, uh, this most recent incident. Marty, let's go to you. And uh, we are awaiting Kenny Irwin and uh, we think Mike Bliss to come out of the Infield Care Center, but uh, no sign of anyone yet. Both uh, are fine. I, th I saw Kenny Irwin walk in, so uh, both are fine. They're just being checked out right now. Kenny took a hard shot. That car yep. really impacted that wall coming off four. And Kenny did not look very pleased about it when he got out of the car either. So uh, we'll find out exactly what happened there momentarily. While we're under the yellow, let's remind you that 
Barney and I will pick the winner of the Ray Bestest Break of the Race Award at the end of the night. The driver getting the best break during tonight's race. We'll see $500 donated on his behalf to Motor Racing Outreach Children's Ministries from Ray Bestest Breaks, the official breaks of NASCAR. 178 laps in. Let's get the restart order for you. Let you know where everybody stands after this round of pit stops. Mike Skinner does lead with Rusty Wallace second, Mark Martin third, Tony Stewart fourth, and Jeff Gordon fifth. Dale Earnhardt is sixth, Steve Park seventh, Dale Jarrett eighth, Dale Earnhardt Jr. ninth, and Jeff Burton now runs in tenth spot. Ricky Rudd is eleventh, Bobby Labonte twelfth, Jimmy Spencer is thirteenth, John Andretti fourteenth, and Ken Schrader fifteenth. Kenny's had a good run tonight. He started back in thirty-fourth spot, so up to fifteenth here for Schrader. Ricky Craven is sixteenth. Terry Labonte, 17th, Bobby Hamilton, 18th, Jeffrey Bodine, 19th, and Kevin LePage is 20th. Michael Waltrip's 21st, Matt Kenseth, 22nd, Sterling Marlin, 23rd, Wally Dallenbach, 24th, and Stacey Compton, 25th. Chad Little is 26th, Ward Burton, 27th, and Bill Elliott has made four pit stops under this caution flag. He is last on the lead lap in 28th spot. One lap down, you've got Joe Nemechek in 29th, Johnny Benson in 30th, and, and uh, Kenny Wallace in 31st. Elliot Sadler is two laps down in 32nd. Brett Bodine is on pit road and has lost a lap here uh, as uh, work continues on his car. Brett is now going to fall four laps down in 33rd position. Scott Pruitt also four laps down in 34th. The cars of Robert Presley, Mike Bliss, and Kenny Irwin have been taken to the garage. They are 35th, 6th, and 7th. Drivers on the racetrack who've had some problems earlier in the event include Kyle Petty, Jerry Nadeau, Dave Blaney, and Jeremy Mayfield. Robbie Gordon getting repairs made to his machine still. He's behind the wall, and the only car officially retired for the event is Todd Bodine, who will finish tonight in 43rd position. Had a little bit of everything in the early part of the event. We're 20 laps away from the halfway point in the Pontiac Excitement 400, and this time the field about to get the indication. One lap, and we will go back to green flag racing. Been a tough night for several drivers who have had more than their share of problems up in the corners, brushing off the wall, but it's been a good race, not only at the front of the field for the lead, but also back uh, all the way through the field. Jeffrey Bodine decides to make a late pit stop as he peels off the turn number four area and heads down to make a stop with the field getting the indication. One lap to go. Let's quickly go down to Jim Phillips. And here comes uh, Jeffrey Bodine back in the pits, Barney. Uh, stop for him. They're working on the right side inside the car. I got a crewman in on the right side. Can't tell it exactly Jim what it looks is. like. Looks like his brother Todd is standing there with his helmet on to get in the car. All right. Is that, is that Todd there? I it, believe it is. It looks like it is. So uh, looks like Jeffrey going to get out here at lap 181, and uh, brother Todd going to climb into the machine and buckle up and a relief drive. We'll double check and make sure that is Todd. Right now, though, here comes the restart. Green flag is in the air. Mike Skinner, who beat everybody off pit road, now has the lead. Rusty Wallace going to chase him for a while, and let's see if Rusty can do anything with Skinner. They've been at it for the last hour here at Richmond as they work their way off turn number two. Rusty may put a run on him. Skinner comes down the back straightaway now, right up on his bumpers. Rusty Wallace, front two machines have cleared the first lap car of Joe Nemechek. Off of turn number four, here comes Rusty Wallace to the inside of Mike Skinner. He grabs the lead at the start-finish line. Skinner tries to hang tough on the outside, but Wallace clears him down into turn one. Wallace is flying down on the inside lane, comes up in front of Mike Skinner once they exit turn number two. All Mike can do is fall back in line, but here at the end of the back straightaway, he peeks to the low side for a chance to retaliate. And Rusty determined to show just how good that race car is, while Mike Skinner is determined to say, I can stay with you and I can win this race, even though we've got a long way to go for the moment. It is Rusty Wallace back in the lead. Mike Skinner takes a look down to the inside 
as they work their way off turn two. Skander pinches it down low, tries to muster enough energy to pull up alongside. Can't quite do it. He'll settle back in line. Joe Nemechek's last car third in line. Then the third place machine of Mark Martin. Fourth place, Tony Stewart. And fifth place, Jeff Gordon. Jeff Gordon feeling some pressure as Dale Earnhardt is up on his back bumper. Right behind Dale Earnhardt would be the cars of Steve Park, Dale Jarrett, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. back to ninth spot. All those machines working the outside lane now, trying to clear themselves of the lap traffic. Streaming off turn two, hitting the back straight away. Still Skinner and Carmack behind Rusty Wallace and still trying to pull even with him. Tell you what, nobody's driven any harder here tonight than Rusty Wallace and Mike Skinner as they have really dueled to see who could lead the most laps in the Pontiac Excitement 400. Pretty good scramble back there, too, as Tony Stewart right now trying to put a move on to move up a little bit as he works off turn number two. Stewart's working the inside lane now, trying to clear himself of some of the traffic. He pulls up alongside Jeff Gordon, gets by him, now has to deal with Joe Nemechek off turn four. Nemechek is the first car one lap down back in 28th position and has fought on a couple of the most recent restarts to try and get himself up and around the leader, but so far has been unsuccessful. He's as fast as some of the front runners, but can't quite get around them. And right now he's holding up Tony Stewart and trying to get up there and do some battle with Mark Martin, Mike Skinner, and leader Rusty Wallace. 27 cars are still on the lead lap. Stacey Compton is the last car on the lead lap right now as the leaders work back to turn number one. Kind of looking back there at Dale Earnhardt. He was getting a little frustrated there just a moment ago, having a pretty good run here. He is currently up in sixth position. He is just now off turn two. Looking single file now, falling in line behind Jeff Gordon. Further back, Steve Park. Then the machine of Dale Earnhardt Jr. He's working heavy lap traffic, trying to get by Kenny Wallace and Jeremy Mayfield. 189 laps complete, closing into the midway point of tonight's Pontiac Excitement 400. So far, Rusty Wallace has been the dominant driver, but he's had a lot of company close behind him just about the entire evening. The Joe Gibbs team uses Wix filters in every NASCAR race. Wix filters are tested and retested under the toughest conditions because at 200 miles an hour, Joe doesn't want his car eating anybody else's dust. This is Joe Gibbs. We depend on Wix filters. They capture 45% more dirt and last 30% longer than the leading national brand. Wix filters for NASCAR and your car. Select spark plug wires. Hi, I'm Jeff Burton, driving the number 99 XI Batteries Ford Taurus. Replacing your tired spark plug wires can make a difference in power, performance, and mileage when you install BorgWarner brand Select spark plug wires. The Supermag construction produces a hotter spark for more power and lower emissions. Look for Select spark plug wires and other BorgWarner brand products at your local auto parts store or through your ASE Warner certified technician. Spark plug wires. BorgWarner Select. Third position has changed hands. Tony Stewart has gotten up and around Mark Martin to take over that spot. He is behind the leader, Rusty Wallace, in second place, Mike Skinner, with a 192 of 400 laps complete. From the Richmond International Raceway, this is MRN Radio. At the Richmond International Raceway, five laps from the midway point of the Pontiac Excitement 400 for the NASCAR Winston Cup Series. It's been the Rusty Wallace show so far tonight. He's had the lead for most all of the first 195 laps, but never by much. He's had a couple of different guys take turns being the pressure applier. Uh, Steve Park, Mike Skinner, and Mark Martin have all taken their turns up there, kind of uh, putting the squeeze on Rusty, but he has withstood most all challenges for all but a handful of laps. He's determined to show him just how good that race car is, and right now, if you had to pick somebody that is just a pinch better, or a 
appears to be a pinch better than everybody else out there. It is Rusty because Rusty, I think the thing that's in his favor, and Joe Moore, you've watched him run through that corner over there inside, outside, and everywhere else, is the simple fact he can do that. He can run right down to the bottom of the yellow line at the flat part of the racetrack, or he can run way out in that outside groove, still keep good lap times and keep everybody behind him. We've talked about all the different people who have applied the pressure to Rusty Wallace, and no matter what kind of challenges have been thrown at him, He's been able to thwart all oncomers. Right now it's Mike Skinner. He's tried inside, outside, everything possible. And Rusty just can handle anywhere he needs to to be defensive. That keeps him in the front. One more lap to halfway for Rusty Wallace. Let's follow him around as his advantage over Skinner for now is about a steady two or three car lengths. Clean and green off turn two down the back straight away. Rusty Wallace continues to show the way by about four, maybe five car lengths over. Mike Skinner working his way back to turn three. He'll be looking for the cross flags indicating that 200 laps are complete or halfway in the Pontiac Excitement 400 and Rusty leads at the halfway mark. A little bit ago we had a caution flag that involved a couple of cars and Hermie Sadler is with one of those drivers. Mike Bliss, a heavy contact to you Viagra Pontiac. What happened at the? Well, I was underneath uh, the 42 car and um, you know, I was all right. I was a little tight in the center. I wasn't tied off and come off a four and it was all right. And all of a sudden it just took off. And I was hoping nobody was beside me. I knew Kenny was there, but I was hoping he wasn't there. And I, we, I got it. We got together and I got in the wall and took him. You know, I, you know, I feel bad that we took him out and ourselves because we had a pretty good car tonight. We just had bad track position. And uh, it's just unfortunate that I didn't need that didn't need to happen to either one. I think part of what happened uh, in that accident, Robert Presley, when he lost a brake caliper, he uh, spilled some fluid on the racetrack, and those cars got into fluid to make matters worse. Pretty good race for second going on off turn number two. Tony Stewart just took the position away from Mike Skinner a lap ago. Skinner tried to come back and use the inside lane to regain the spot. Didn't work. Tony hangs on to it. Tony's been uh, running good all night long, just picking them off one by one. Has used quite a bit of patience in the early going. Tell you who else is sneaking up there little by little. Jeff Gordon. Jeff is up to fifth position now at lap number 203. Let's go back downstairs. And let's talk to Jeffrey Bodine. Jeffrey, are you all right? Yeah, I'm okay. I was afraid I wasn't going to make the, be able to make the whole race. It's pretty humid hot tonight. But I just thank God I was here. You know, we got part of uh, what we need to do in. We qualified pretty good. We were racing good. I made a few rookie mistakes out there. I told the crew I was a little rusty, so I might do that, and I did. But uh, I'm sorry Todd crashed, but there's no one better I like to have in my car than Todd Bodine. He's a great driver plus he's my uh, little brother and I love him and I want to thank all the parents for all their support all their prayers to get me this far it's really helped I'll get better I'll be all right uh, this was just a tough track to come back to I wish I'd run California last week to better prepare me for this one that's Jeffrey Bodine well, that was the big thing that we talked about when we came on the air. Did he have the stamina to go 400 laps? Because it is very warm here, very humid in there. But the time he was in the car, he impressed me a bunch. Jeffrey ran very, very strong throughout the first, uh, what, 140 laps or so. He was yeah. pretty much a factor until he made the mistake. Uh, you I know, was turning down pit road when it was closed. Just trying to figure out where that was. That was at lap 120, and he was third at the time of that issue. Got him back, lost some track position, gained some more spots, but then decided it was time to get out under that lap. 
last caution. And Todd is in the car now. Todd is in 32nd position, three laps down, but back on the speedway. Tell you what, Tony Stewart, after getting by Mike Skinner for second, is not wasting any time at all in chasing down Rusty Wallace for the lead. He's pulled to within feet of Wallace's back bumper as they come off four. As Thompson may be putting a run on him, tried to get to the inside, and Rusty's very strong in this front straightaway. Leads him off into the first corner down there. Let's see if Tony can do anything with him as they go off turn two and into the back straight. Tony sneaks to the inside, gets a peek underneath Rusty Wallace. Let's see what he can do. Halfway down the back straightaway, the fender is up alongside Wallace's Ford. They're racing dead even into turn four. Rusty Wallace led all but 13 of the first 200 laps of this race. He's going to give up the top spot now. Tony Stewart by a fender at the start-finish line. Leads for the first time all season long. Rusty still hanging tough, though, on his outside in two. Wallace up alongside as they race off turn two onto the back straightaway, but Stewart is real strong here in this back stretch. Pulls by Rusty Wallace, regains the top spot. Wallace is forced to fall back in line. Now, Tony Stewart is a driver who has not won a race in this in the 2000 season. Should he win here tonight, that streak of a different driver for 11 races in a row would continue as he has just moved around. Rusty Wallace doesn't get away from him, though, Joe Moore. Rusty Wallace now drops back a couple of car lengths on the leader, Tony Stewart. Tony starts pulling away, coming back into the corner. you got uh, Mike Skinner riding along in third. He's about four or five car lengths back. And Mark Martin in the fourth position, closing in on Skinner. Behind Mark a little bit is Jeff Gordon in fifth, Dale Earnhardt Jr. in sixth, Dale Earnhardt in seventh, Steve Park in eighth, Jeff Burton in ninth, and now Dale Jarrett in tenth. Dale and Ricky Rudd have been having a pretty spirited fight, along with Bobby Labonte for that number 10 spot. Those three cars head up off of two. DJ shows the way in that pack. Now coming up off turn number two, Ricky Rudd falls in line behind him. Bobby Labonte racing single file as that three-way battle goes back to turn three. About a car length apart between those three as they come off turn four down to the line. Dale Jarrett just about a car length ahead of Ricky Rudd. He's about an equal distance ahead of Bobby Labonte. They're about to catch a pack of four or five cars. May see some positions change there as they get caught up in that traffic. Still knows the tail as they file off turn number two. Hasn't quite caught that pack of traffic. They'll be doing that in the next lap or so. Ricky Rudd closing in a bit with another car length now of Dale Jarrett. Let's update you that Brett Bodine's car has gone behind the wall. An oil leak reported on his machine. It is being repaired, and his crew hoping to get him back into the event shortly. But Bodine is off the racetrack at this point, along with Robert Presley and Robbie Gordon. Those two other machines also getting repairs, hoping to rejoin the event. So Tony Stewart, the fifth different driver to lead tonight's race, but it has been all Rusty Wallace through the first half of the event. Now, as we go past halfway, Stewart moves to the front and asserts himself into the top spot, and we go back to pit road. Well, Kenny Irwin has come from the infield care center where he's been resting. First of all, what happened on the racetrack, and are you okay? I'm not sure what happened. Um, something had to have broke on, on the 27 car, because that's, uh, that's who put me in the wall, so... I don't know. You're all right? I'm sorry? You're okay? I think so. All right, Kenny Irwin, uh, a little upset about what happened on the racetrack more than anything. Resting, uh, rested in the infield care center, but he is just fine. So Kenny Irwin along with Mike Bliss, Todd Bodine, uh, all in the garage and out for the night. Those uh, three cars retired from the Pontiac Excitement 400 just past halfway. Time to go inside the NASCAR garage, brought to you by Napa, celebrating their 75th anniversary. Napa, where NASCAR fans get their parts. The parts in your car's engine move at incredibly fast speeds and create an excessive amount of heat. Oil circulates through the engine to lubricate the moving parts, reducing friction and heat. Maintaining the proper oil level is crucial to the life of your engine. And here's how to check the oil in your car. Pull the handle up to remove the dipstick. 
At the lowest end of the stick, there should be two marks reading full, and below that a mark reading as. If the oil is between the two marks, the oil level is okay. But if the top edge of the oil is below the add mark, you must add oil without overfilling. To add oil, remove the oil cap on the engine, usually located on top of the valve cover. Then, using a funnel, carefully pour the new oil into the engine. Then, recheck the oil level. But remember, adding too much oil can do more harm than good because excess oil gets worked up into a lather, reducing its lubricating qualities. I'm Eli Gold in the NASCAR garage. NASCAR knows, now you know. My family was taking a camping trip. And my dad packed so many stuff in the car, he even packed the turkey. My mom thought she couldn't go because there was so many stuff. And when, while we were driving, we had to stop several times for my big sister, for she likes to drink a lot, so. Genuine Napa replacement parts. Because some things can't be replaced. It took us four hours to get there, and it only took my friend two. For the Napa Auto Parts store near you, call 1-800-LET-NAPA. Change of position in the top 10. Dale Earnhardt Jr. got pretty wide in turn number two a few laps ago. His dad, Dale Earnhardt, went on by him. So uh, the senior Earnhardt taking sixth, and the junior Earnhardt now slipping back to seventh spot. Tony Stewart continues to lead with 179 laps to go. From the Richmond International Raceway, this is MRN Radio. Tonight's broadcast of the Pontiac Excitement 400 brought to you by the Outback Steakhouse, NASCAR's Bloomin' Favorite. By Bryant, shivering cold, call Bryant to the rescue at 1-888-999-BRYANT. And by the Home Depot, the official home improvement warehouse of NASCAR. Well, we're kind of at the stage of the Pontiac Excitement 400 where things have kind of settled down just a wee bit right now. Fields kind of spread out, although we still got some close racing uh, even at the front of the field between Tony Stewart and Rusty Wallace. Once Tony got out there and got free, he's got a strong race car. I'm not, not real sure it's not quite as good as Rusty's. Maybe yeah. better right at this stage. I guess appropriate to say on Kentucky Derby Day that he's gotten the whip out and is uh, riding his horse away from the field a little bit. Rusty going to feel a challenge for second spot here now as Mike Skinner, Mark Martin, and Jeff Gordon are all kind of closing in on him. Skinner's within a car length of Rusty Wallace in the battle for the second spot as they hit the back straight away. He's been tightening up that distance for the last few laps. Mark Martin and Jeff Gordon also closing in to make that a four-way battle. One of the best races on the speedway would be back at about 20th position watching that one. Three cars uh, made a little contact. Ward Burton, Matt Kenseth, and Bobby Hamilton been scrambling pretty hard back there for the last four or five laps around. As they work their way around the racetrack and head over to the corner, it is still Tony Stewart at lap 227. Rusty Wallace has lost uh, about one and three-tenths seconds now to the leader. That's how far Rusty is behind. Mike Skinner rides third. Mark Martin's fourth. Jeff Gordon, quietly, as we said, keeps easing up in the top four or five. He is fifth for the moment. Dale Earnhardt having a strong run here. He is sixth. Earnhardt Jr. is seventh, despite the fact that he almost tagged the wall over there in turn two a moment ago. Jeff Burton is eighth. Steve Park still having a strong run in ninth place. And Dale Jarrett is up into the top ten and tenth. Sold out Richmond International Raceway for tonight's event. Last night, a huge crowd on hand for the NASCAR Busch Series Hardy's 250. Certainly both of those facts bringing a smile to the face of Doug Fritz, the general manager of the Richmond International Raceway, stepping into the booth to join us for a minute. Doug, kind of a new role for you on the track operator's side. And how's your first baptism by fire weekend been going for you? Thank you for asking, Alan. This has been a great weekend. We've had three great nights of racing. We start out uh, Thursday night with a modified series. 
And then last night, as you said, we had a fantastic crowd here for the Bush Series. And, of course, tonight's sellout crowd for the uh, Winston Cup Series. And they're seeing a great, exciting race. International Speedway Corporation, now the owner of this race facility. And I know that you've been uh, looking around and getting a feel for things and have a lot of plans for improvements and so on as we go along over these next months and years. We'll look at a lot of things, and uh, we're going to keep continue to uh, focus. Number one, that's on the fans, and the fans are number one priority. And we're looking at uh, ways of making it more entertaining for the fan and a lot of fun for them to come out for uh, for all three nights of racing. Various things that concern you, like traffic and so on, uh, I know you spend a lot of time dealing with those issues too. Absolutely. We want to make the, uh, the entire experience as the most enjoyable as we possibly can. And uh, we look forward to being back here come September for another great triple header weekend of racing. Doug, uh, congratulations on uh, a very successful opening weekend here for uh, yourself and your team at Richmond, and we look forward to many more. Great. Thank you, and have a great night doing our best. Doug Fritz, general manager of Richmond International Raceway, had a very successful and uh, very smooth weekend here uh, so far. And, uh, you know, that's got to be an intimidating thing first time you face one of these monsters in, in that particular job. Uh, but Doug and his team have done a great job here this weekend. Yeah, they really have, and the, and the fans have been very appreciative of it. Had a good turnout for the modified race here on Thursday night. Had a great turnout, biggest crowd I've ever seen here for a bush race last yeah. night, and they saw a great show. And then, of course, a complete sellout here tonight at Richmond watching the Winston Cup guys go at it. 234 laps are on the scoreboard. Tony Stewart leads Rusty Wallace, Mike Skinner third, Mark Martin fourth. Jeff Gordon is fifth. And while we're talking about Jeff Gordon, he's having a good run. Well, let's get a word out of his pit. I believe Marty Snyder is down there. Well, they've been running well all night long, Barney, and they, like everybody else, are tight. And uh, let's see if we can talk to Robbie Loomis and climb up on the toolbox and get a word with him. Jeff Gordon uh, running in fifth, as you said, right now. And uh, Robbie, the car seems to be getting better right now, and it seems to be get, getting better the longer he runs. Yeah, the car's really good on long runs. We just need long runs tonight. Just in his pit crew's doing a great job over the wall. Let's see what happens here again. Seems like it seems like it's hard to pass out there. Is that what Jeff's telling you? Yeah, we're still in traffic. You know, the cars are a little bit too tight. So you got to get the thing out front. And that's one of the things that we've heard a lot about, not only uh, tonight but this year, is that when teams are in traffic, they are having a tight race car, and that's the problem with Jeff Gordon. So that's why these cars like to run out front. That's one of the reasons Rusty Wallace wanted to stay out front for so long when he had his car was a little bit better. But right now, Rusty's car just a little bit too tight as well. Why would there be a difference between a car that's leading and a car that's running behind the leader as far as the handling characteristics are concerned? That's an aerodynamic issue, airflow over the nose of the machine and the rest of the car as well. And that's how critical the uh, aero package has become on this machine, where you run in line comes to effect on the handle too. Running in traffic uh, kind of can make a car kind of get a little squirrely and do some really strange things. All the drivers will tell you that. They certainly like to be out front or at least as much separation. That's why sometimes you'll see a guy drop back or try to pull away and get a little more air the kind he wants on the car. Here's Sterling Molly peeling off the banking up in turn number four. And Barney, we have caution on the speedway. There's a car in trouble in turn two. It is Ricky Craven. He came in in turn number one really high in the banking, tried to gather it back in and turned sideways and looped around on him and now sits up against the wall at the exit of turn two. This is the fifth caution flag of the night comes out at lap 238 as the field sees the yellow flag when they came off turn number four and moves around the racetrack. That's it's too cool. bad for Ricky. He's Good had run. a great run. Yeah. Had a very solid run tonight. Ran as high as second position in this event. Now he's trying to get the car fired and down off the wall. But Craven is going to lose at least one lap trying to get that done here as he has spun around in turn number two and brought out the yellow for the fifth time. 
Back at the Richmond International Raceway, one more lap before we go back racing. Let's mention that Ward Burton stayed on the racetrack on the initial pit stops, collected five bonus points for leading a lap. Now he's been on pit road a couple of different times here under this caution flag. Rusty Wallace wins the race off the pit lane. He reassumes the lead from Tony Stewart, who falls back in line second. Then it'll be Mike Skinner, Jeff Gordon, and Dale Earnhardt, the top five. Ricky Craven has had taken his car behind the wall. An update there shortly. First, let's go back racing. Pace car behind the pit wall. Green flag for Rusty Wallace, the leader, as Tony Stewart's going to chase him down into turn number one. Good restart for Rusty. He pulls away one, two, three car lengths as he works his way off turn two. Stewart tries to catch him, though, coming up off the corner, but Elliot Sadler pulls up in the outside lane right in front of Stewart. That'll hold him off and allow Rusty to drive away even farther. Bobby Hamilton had to make an extra pit stop under the caution. The catch can was still in the car when he left his pit stall on his stop. Sterling Marlin is on the pit road. The hood is up on his car. A follow-up on that shortly. Here's a race for the third and fourth spots. Jeff Gordon on the move under Mike Skinner. Gordon makes a move down to the inside, pinches it to the bottom of the racetrack, swings back up in front of Mike Skinner to gain the spot coming in at turn three. Jeff Gordon, as we said all night long, continues to pick them off one by one, showing a lot of patience. Just got a good, solid race car, but he's getting up there. He's just taken over third place. Tony Stewart's got caught back in that traffic, and Rusty Wallace is long gone, at least for the moment. Tony's having to go around on the outside doesn't appear to be getting off the turn as well as he did a little bit earlier and as he goes over to turn three Joe Moore he may have trouble hanging on to that spot. Stewart racing alongside the car Jeremy Mayfield trying to clear himself of that car meanwhile Rusty Wallace gets even another car length or two out in front of him. The guy that's really struggling on this restart is Mike Skinner he has fallen all the way back to seventh spot here just lost three positions in that last couple of laps and may lose more over in two. Ricky Rudd on the job now working down on the inside of Mike Skinner Skinner continues to struggle trying to hold the car down seems to want to wash out when he comes into the corner. Mike hasn't been able to really keep the car that low all night long, although he's had a good success in running that outside line. Car certainly isn't handling. It doesn't appear to be as it did earlier. Not nearly as good. He and Ricky Rudd are still door to door out of turn two. Rudd's got the good run up off the corner. Got a fender out in front of Mike Skinner now. They race down the back straightaway. Skinner will pull even. Again, seems to be doing well in the straightaway, but in the corner, Rudd has the advantage. Here's Tony Stewart trying to force the issue a little bit in some lap traffic off turn four. He had Jeremy Mayfield and Joe Nemechek, both lap cars, double wide in front of him. Now Mayfield makes a hole for the second place runner to move through. Stewart's got to move through this traffic and try to catch Rusty Wallace before he gets too far away, and he's already moved out by about seven car lengths. Stopped by Joe Nemechek. Now he goes after Jeremy Mayfield. Sterling Mar Marlin's car now goes back onto the racetrack after an extended stay on pit road. We'll follow up there in just a moment. Racing's kind of good at the front of the pack. Rusty Wallace has pulled away and opened an advantage of nine-tenths of a second, but from second place on back, Still a good tight battle. Tony Stewart still trying to rid himself of some of this lap traffic, and he needs to do it quickly because Jeff Gordon and Dale Earnhardt Jr. now starting to close in on him. Right behind Dale Earnhardt Jr. would be Dale Earnhardt, then Ricky Rudd, then Mike Skinner, Jeff Burton, and Bobby Labonte. All next in line back through ninth spot. Jimmy Spencer still having a solid run tonight. He's in tenth. Here they come back up off the corner. Jeff Gordon feeling the charge now up off the corner as Dale Earnhardt Jr. tries to sweep to his inside. That's an ongoing battle for the third position back to turn three. What? Dale Earnhardt Jr. has been impressive also. Now, we haven't talked that much about him. A couple of times he's put on a good run. He almost got in trouble over there in turn number two. He's going after Jeff Gordon right now, and Jeff's got his hands full, holding off Earnhardt Jr. as they work their way off turn two. Earnhardt squeezes down to the inside, pulls even with Jeff Gordon. Gordon can't go anyplace. There's a lap car sitting directly in front of him. They'll race side by side for the third spot back to turn three. Remember that Dale Earnhardt Jr. had a top ten finish here last September. And off turn four, he squeezes up in line in front 
down of Jeff Gordon and takes away the third position. Let's go down to pit road. And Ricky Craven has just climbed from the car. Ricky, you had a great run from 14th up into the top 10, but what put you out? Well, it just got away from us. You know, we, we made some adjustments, and I'll be darned if we, it went the wrong way on us, and uh, I was holding on the last 30 laps, and it got away from me in, over there. The track got really slick. And I slid getting into one and got up into the, the, the old rubber. Tore it up, but hey, we had fun. We're making progress, and uh, it's nice to run up front again. And damage a little too heavy. Ricky Craven will be done for the night. As we said, really a shame because Ricky needs to have a good solid top five finish, and he could have had one tonight. The car was that good. Dale Earnhardt, that is Dale Earnhardt Sr., has been making some pretty breathtaking moves himself as he slices up through traffic. He's been side-by-side side with Ricky Rudd for the last few laps around as they work their way to turn three. That's a darn good race. Ricky Rudd racing right up alongside Dale Earnhardt. They were pretty busy for a while, fighting their way through traffic. They've cleared most of that now, and Ricky Rudd gets the advantage and makes the pass by Earnhardt. Rudd slides up into the fifth position, put Dale Earnhardt back into sixth. The next car behind him is Mike Skinner in seventh, who looks low underneath Earnhardt in two. See what Skinner can do. Coming up off the corner, again, he had a handling problem early on. Maybe that's beginning to correct itself as he closes in on Dale Earnhardt in turn three. Mike Skinner to the bottom of the racetrack. He hasn't been able to run there, but this time the car sticks pretty good. He and Earnhardt come off the corner, door to door. Skinner underneath Dale down in turn number one. Who's going to come away with that spot? They are still door to door off turn two. Racing for the sixth position here, Dale Earnhardt and Mike Skinner. They're side by side on the back straightaway. They stay that way as they enter turn number three. Skinner nails it down low at the bottom side of the track. Right behind them, Bobby Labonte and Jeff Burton and Mark Martin are also there waiting to see which one of these lanes might open up and afford an avenue through. It is still Skinner and Earnhardt double wide for position back into turn one. Therefore, no lanes open up. So Bobby Labonte says, I'll make another one. He dives to the inside, looking at making three wide. Thinks better of it though. Halfway down the back straight away. He'll fall back in line behind Skinner down low. Some of the best racing of the night going on here at the Richmond International Raceway and that's back for about fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth position where those cars are going at it. Still door to door. Down to the bottom of the racetrack is Skinner. To the high side, Dale Earnhardt. Pouring onto the back straightaway again, side by side, and making some contact halfway down the back stretch. Now Bobby Labonte has broken free from lap traffic, and again he peeks to the low side of the track underneath Mike Skinner. Have not talked much about Bobby Labonte so far this evening. The NASCAR Winston Cup championship leader running back in eighth position, trying to work his way up through some of the traffic now. At one time he had dropped as low as 12th spot, and he's trying to pick his way back through. Looking for room to race here, coming to the end of the back straightaway, but there is no room because still they're stacked up double wide just in front of him. Bobby goes three wide, all four. Thought he'd been a little bit quiet for a while. He's got a good race car. He decides to make it three deep and see what happens up there as he's been watching Mike Skinner and Dale Earnhardt get it, get at it. He's in the mix right now. He is the third car at the bottom of the speedway. Whoa, will they pull this one off? They barely do off turn two. Walking on eggshells here at the end of the back straightaway. Still three wide, a complete lap around Richmond. Three wide, Bobby Labonte hangs it down low again. Labonte low, Skinner in the middle. Labonte spins off turn four. He bounced off Skinner, spins down the front straightaway. Three wide for a lap worked. Three wide for a lap and a half did not. And the point leader spins into the trioval grass and brings out the caution at lap 262. And you're kind of hoping that wouldn't happen, but you always felt like it might because there was no room for error right there. They were just too tight. They'd made two laps, three wide. That third time they came around off turn number two up there. Little contact, and that's all it took as Bobby Labonte goes spinning down on the grass. Don't believe he might have done that much damage to the car. The contact wasn't that hard, but it was just enough to turn him around. So 
Bobby Labonte. <laughs> One well, of those what can you say? He's going to, he's, you know, he's got a car good enough to get up there, and it, it worked a couple of laps. It just didn't work the third time around. The thing about it was that Skinner couldn't keep his car at the bottom, so Skinner was in the second lane. Dale Earnhardt was running the third lane, which I didn't know existed here at Richmond, by the way. So Bobby had it down low. Problem was, when he came up off turn four, it looked like the nose of his car just broke traction, jumped to the right a little bit. He tried to keep from wrecking both Skinner and Earnhardt by turning left to correct, and when he did, the thing just snapped around on him and slid down the front stretch into the grass, did not hit anything or anyone, and is driven away and stayed on the lead lap. And now we get some pit stops here at 264. Most of the front runners stay on the racetrack, but Dale Earnhardt and Bobby Labonte, Bobby Hamilton, and a few others are in for service. Go to Jim Phillips first. And Bill Elliott's one of those, and uh, right in front of, uh, he will, Bobby Labonte will be right in front of him, makes it a little bit of a problem to get in, but here comes Bobby. Uh, can't see any sheet metal damage, just flat spot the tires. We also got Wally Dolan back in in front of him. Behind him is John Andretti, and behind him is Ward Burton. Down under Marty Snyder. Terry Labonte in and uh, four tires and failure routine service. A very uh, long pit stop for Bobby Hamilton. A lot of chassis adjustments on Hamilton's pit stops with four tires, and now he is back out on the racetrack. Now down to Hermie Sadler. Dale Earnhardt was in for routine service, four tires, no major changes. Also, Kevin LePage in, Michael Waltrip in, and also uh, Jeremy Mayfield is in, running several laps down, but pretty good on the racetrack. So we are under caution again as they work their way back onto pit road. The cars that are now a lap or more down will make their stops. Rusty Wallace continues to lead. He did not come onto pit road. Tony Stewart hangs on to second. Dale Earnhardt Jr. stayed out there also along with Jeff Gordon, Ricky Rudd, and Mike Skinner and Jeff Burton and Mark Martin and I believe uh, Steve Park also and Jimmy Spencer and Dale Jarrett all stay on the racetrack. We have 135 laps to go in the Pontiac Excitement 400 at Richmond and Rusty Wallace is the race leader. We're back under the green flag in the Pontiac Excitement 400 at Richmond. Todd Bodine driving brother Jeffrey's car in relief got up underneath the leader Rusty Wallace on the restart came off of turn four after a couple of laps of side-by-side -side racing trying to get one of the two laps he's down back and the thing nearly got away from him he did a good job to save it no harm no foul and we stay under the green flag he had a heck of a ride there for about three or four seconds and he did do a tremendous job of keeping that car from turning all the way around and maybe taking out about seven or eight other machines but he's still running up there trying to get one of those two laps back Tony Stewart looks ahead, and there goes Rusty Wallace. Maybe three, four car lengths ahead. Tony can get up there, but uh, that's all he's been able to do a couple of times. Rusty now, as they made that restart a moment ago, has pulled away, and that's about as close as he can get. Three car lengths to him. Well, Stewart was held up for a while by some of that lap traffic. There is three cars separating him from Rusty Wallace. Once he's cleared himself of that traffic, now he's starting to tighten up for the lead once again. At the conclusion of tonight's race, Gatorade will present the Gatorade frontrunner award of $10,000 to the eligible driver who leads the most laps in the event. Gatorade is the official sports beverage of NASCAR. If Rusty is eligible for that award, he has locked it up by far as Rusty led all but 13 of the first 200 laps of the event and has been out in front for much of the uh, next 73 laps that have been run since that point. Take a minute while we're under the caution flag. Say hello to Rich Hobegger from R.J. Reynolds Sports Marketing Enterprises. We go to Sharp. Well, let's Whoa. hang on, Rich. We've got a car in trouble in turn two, and it's big trouble. Chad Little up into the corner. Chad Slid coming to the end of the front straightaway, right up into the wall, hit it pretty hard. Flames poured from the car, now smoke pouring out as it comes to rest right at the exit of turn two. 
That will put us under caution right now as Chad Little's car does rest just coming off the corner over there in turn number two. A lot of flame and smoke out of the car for just a moment. Now the flames have gone out. Tough break for Chad. He had a pretty good run here going tonight also. So we are under yellow one more time here at Richmond and likely we'll see ever uh, the guys that didn't come in before probably coming on a pit road. Chad is out of the car. Chad has bailed from the machine and it looks like the flames have uh, extinguished themselves. And he is uh, right now sitting on the racetrack next to the car over in turn number two as the safety personnel get to him. Here come the leaders onto pit road. This could turn out to be a pretty big break for Bobby Labonte and Dale Earnhardt, who would pit it under the last caution when none of the other front runners did. They get their track position here when Rusty Wallace and Tony Stewart and others pit. Here's Marty Snyder. Rusty Wallace is in. He said the car is the best it's been since the first run. They will make no adjustments on this stop and four tires for Wallace. Same story for Jeff Gordon. The car is the best it's been all night long. No adjustments and four tires for Gordon. Wallace's team working on the left side. Oh, trouble on the left front for Rusty Wallace. Jeff Gordon will beat him off pit road. Not under Jim Phillips. Tony Stewart, Mike Skinner, Ricky Rudd. Along with Dale Earnhardt Jr., Mark Martin is in. So is Ward Burton. It's all routine except for Skinner. A little bit extra there. Didn't make a chassis adjustment. He is down. He is away. Hermie Sadler. Jeff Burton was back in again. Four tires. Uh, air pressure adjustment there. A little bit tight. Also, I reported earlier, uh, Dale Earnhardt pitted last time. They told him to come in. In the last second, they told him to stay on the racetrack. He'd already committed. Uh, an error at the time, but it may turn out to be a good move for them as he's uh, second in line on the racetrack. And he actually does take over the race lead as he comes to the start-finish line. So Dale Earnhardt becoming the seventh different driver to lead tonight's Pontiac Excitement 400. Bill Elliott will move up to second, Matt Kenseth third, John Andretti fourth, and Terry Labonte fifth, followed by Wally Dahlenbach, Kevin LePage, Michael Waltrip, Bobby Labonte, and Bobby Hamilton. All of those cars, uh, as well as Stacy Compton, staying on the racetrack under this uh, caution flag and so moving up in track position here uh, while the other front runners went to pit road started to say hello to rich hobegger sometimes things happen sorry about that rich uh, appreciate you joining us i was starting to talk about the fact that we're getting the build-up going here for the all-star race the winston which comes up just a couple of weeks from tonight should be exciting that's right alan two weeks from tonight we're gonna um have our 16th running of the winston down at lowe's motor speedway in charlotte and uh, if tonight is any um Preliminary uh, to that, uh, there's going to be a lot of action down there, I think. We've had with so many different winners in the first part of this season, a lot of drivers have been shuffled in and out of the field for the All-Star race. Last weekend, what, a couple of more guys gained uh, lost spots, rather, as Jeremy Mayfield raced his way back in. Yeah, there's been a lot. I mean, with all the new winners this year, it's uh, it's been a lot of changing going on with the, the lineup and so forth. And as you know, we're going to have two people transferring in this year, which is new for us. So uh, yep. we're looking forward to a lot of new things, and, and we think it's going to bring a lot of new excitement to the race. That is two weeks from tonight, Lowe's Motor Speedway at Charlotte. I assume tickets are available for the race, and uh, we look forward to having everybody come out. It's always exciting. And then there's the qualifying Friday night, which is another whole setup all to itself. And uh, still having the qualifying races for the open event and all that uh, still on the menu? Right. On Friday night, we'll run the No Bull 25s. There'll be two races, which will set the starting field for the open on Saturday night. So the fans can come out, and we'll also have the Winston qualifying on, on Friday night. So there's a lot of action on Friday night as well as on Saturday evening. Be a lot of 
fun. Rich, appreciate your uh, hanging out with us here, and we look forward to seeing you down in Charlotte in a couple weeks. It's always fun to join you, Alan. Thanks so much. All right, Rich, thanks. Rich Hobegger from Winston, the All-Star Race, the Winston, two weeks from tonight. MRN Radio with live coverage. Hope you'll be there with us in person or on the radio. It should be a lot of fun. A lot of fireworks on the racetrack and a lot of fireworks in the skies as we go down there for the Winston. It's always a great show and look forward to uh, seeing what might happen down there. Never know how that one's going to come out for the big money on those final 10-lap shootout. Well, we're under the caution. Take a minute and uh, announce the grand prize winner of the 2000 Pocono Fantasy Sweepstakes conducted by MRN Radio and Pocono Raceway. It's Joan Leister of New Bloomfield, Pennsylvania. She listens to our broadcasts on Great Country, WGTY, FM 107.7. Joan's going to receive two VIP tickets to the ARCA 200 race June 17th, two VIP tickets to the Pocono 500 NASCAR Winston Cup Series race on June 18th, two nights hotel lodging, $500 cash, and she'll greet the NASCAR Winston Cup drivers prior to the race. So our congratulations to Joan Leister of New Bloomfield, Pennsylvania, grand prize winner of the 2000 Pocono Fantasy Sweepstakes. Well, the cars that did dive on the pit road a moment ago, the race was won out of the pits. I believe Tony Stewart came out first. Uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. was right behind him. Then Jeff Gordon, Rusty Wallace, Mark Martin, Ricky Rudd, Jeff Burton, Mike Skinner, and Dale Jarrett and Steve Park, some of the cars that stopped. But Earnhardt Sr., who pitted a little bit earlier, stayed on the racetrack. So did Bill Elliott. So did Matt Kenseth, John Andretti, Terry Labonte, Wally Dollenbach, and Kevin LePage and Michael Waltrip. So there are going to be some of the cars that will be at the head of the field. So track position turns out pretty good for those guys. At the very head of the field will be Kenny Wallace, who has stayed on the racetrack under this yellow, and he's going to be at the tail end of the lead lap. So Kenny, the 25th place car, is going to restart in front of leader Dale Earnhardt when we go back at it here in one more circuit around. The cars that did pit under the yellow, Tony Stewart, uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Jeff Gordon, Rusty Wallace, they're going to be 12th, 13th, 14th, and 15th in line on the restart and so uh, this is going to get pretty interesting here as some of those cars with a little bit fresher tires try to storm their way back up through the traffic and reclaim their spots at the top of the stack and Dale Earnhardt the leader of the event for the first time all night started the race back in 31st position at lap 276 he goes to the point for the first time and let's see uh, how staunchly he defends it here I'd bet pretty heavily Tell you what, he's made some good moves tonight. He's had a good handling race car and not quite as good as Rusty and some of those guys in the early part of the event, but who knows? we still got a lot of racing left. Green flag is in the air. Earnhardt comes up through the gearbox. Kenny Wallace takes him back to turn number one as he is on the tail end of the lead lap. Earnhardt's getting a lot of pressure from Bill Elliott as they go off the corner. Yeah, Bill Elliott just about pushing Earnhardt into turn number one. They begin to spread out a little bit once they hit the back straight away, but Earnhardt still having to hold off Elliott. Here's Matt Kenseth peeling down to the low side. Kenseth trying to pick up some ground there off of turn number four on Bill Elliott. Kenseth running third, Elliott second. They've got a couple of lap cars in front of them in that inside lane. Then the leader and the tail end of the lead lap car on the outside line. Bill Elliott riding along in second, looks down to the inside of Earnhardt. All he sees is a brick wall in the form of a couple of lap machines. He'll have to fall back in line behind Todd Bodine. Here's Earnhardt climbing the banking fly to get by Kenny Wallace. Dale Earnhardt may have to do it the hard way, and that means he's got to go all the way around on the outside if he can pull it off as they go back into turn number one. Lap cars on the inside of the racetrack almost had him three wide there for a moment. Earnhardt takes him off turn two. Todd Bodine trying to make something happen here. He pulls to the inside of Dale Earnhardt trying to get back one of his laps. He may accomplish that going to turn four. The power team car down two laps. He'll leave one if he gets in front of Dale Earnhardt this time. And Todd Bodine does get one of the two laps back from the race leader. Now it is Bodine and Kenny Wallace double wide at the head of the field, though not racing for the lead. But they are just in front of race leader Dale Earnhardt, who has pulled away somewhat from Bill Elliott. 
Further back, now you've got the machine of Terry Labonte. He sits in line in third. Matt Kitts is in the fourth position. And fifth now is John Andretti. Best scramble on the racetrack is back where Tony Stewart is. He was one of the cars that made a stop just a moment ago. Tony's picked up, uh, I believe, at least a couple of positions since they put him back under green. He's beginning to get a little restless up there and want to work his way back to the front of the field. All those cars are running for position from Tony Stewart on back over in turn three. Shuffling for spots, working some of the lap traffic. Here's Stewart going underneath Wally Dallenbach. Just behind him, Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Bobby Labonte. Bobby has lost those couple of positions to Stewart and Dale Jr. in the last couple of laps. Wonder if he wrinkled up the nose of that machine, sliding from the banking onto the flat when he made that spin a little while ago here on the front stretch. We'll get an update out of his pit to find out uh, in just a moment as the NASCAR Winston Cup championship leader is falling back just a little bit in traffic. The leader is Dale Earnhardt. Check the rundown for you now. Second is Bill Elliott. Terry, uh, Terry Labonte, excuse me, is challenging Elliott there for a second. We'll pick up the rundown in a moment. First, let's pick up that race for position off of turn two. Those cars side by side, but not for long. Terry Labonte flashes by. He'll pick off the second position before they reach the end of the back straightaway. Tell you what, this has been a good racetrack over the years for Terry Labonte, and uh, the, the fact that we haven't talked about him in the first half of the event doesn't mean that he might not be a factor to win this thing for the moment. Got a good race car up there. He goes at it one more time. Down to the inside of Earnhardt off turn number two. That's a race as they get off the corner. Earnhardt will pull him one more time. Trying to get the lead. Terry Labonte ducked to the inside, but Earnhardt a little bit quicker. It's going to happen again in turn three. Put another one of those where'd he come from lines on Terry Labonte, who all of a sudden finds himself door to door with Dale Earnhardt for the top spot. Labonte by inches at the stripe, takes the lead at lap 289. Now he'll clear, clear the Earnhardt machine up in one. Terry flashes by, but Earnhardt comes back again, stubbornly working the outside lane, tries to draw even with Terry Labonte. Quite obvious at the end of the back straightaway, Terry is just a little bit right now. Two of the drivers who've been in this business for a long, long time having a little fun here at Richmond on a Saturday night as Terry Labonte grabs the lead away from Dale Earnhardt, takes him back to turn number one by about three car lengths. Bill Elliott still hanging on to third position. They're off turn two. Well, you know, the fastest car on the racetrack right now has got to be Todd Bodine. He got back one of his laps. He's pulled away by nearly a full second over the race leader. Yeah, Todd has gotten away by a bunch. And also Kenny Wallace uh, having cleared the front runners is also pulled out by seven or eight car lengths. So Kenny needing a caution here and he can come back around on the lead lap and back into the thick of things for the uh, a good finish in this race. So Terry Labonte becomes the eighth different driver to lead the event. He's got .368 seconds now on Dale Earnhardt. That's about three car lengths on the racetrack. Bill Elliott is third. Tony Stewart now rallying up to fourth as he picks his way through the traffic. John Andretti is fifth. Matt Kenseth sixth. Dale Earnhardt Jr. seventh. Bobby Labonte eighth. Jeff Gordon ninth. And Ricky Rudd tenth. Rusty Wallace is eleventh. Wally Dallenbach is twelfth. 13th is Mark Martin, Mike Skinner is 14th, and Jeff Burton runs 15th. 16th is Dale Jarrett, Michael Waltrip is 17th, Steve Park 18th, Jimmy Spencer 19th, and Ward Burton 20th. 21st is Stacy Compton, Ken Schrader is 22nd, Bobby Hamilton 23rd, Kevin LePage 24th, and Kenny Wallace, the last car on the lead lap in 25th position. One lap down, you've got Joe Nemechek in 26th and Todd Bodine in 27th. That's relief driving for Jeffrey Bodine. Two laps down, Elliott Sadler in 28th, Johnny Benson in 29th. Running six laps down, Scott Pruitt in 30th. 
Running 10 laps down, Kyle Petty in 31st. 11 laps down, Jerry Nadeau in 32nd. And Sterling Marlin in 33rd. Chad Little's gone to the garage. Ricky Craven is out of the race. Brett Bodine, Dave Blaney, Robert Presley, Jeremy Mayfield, and Robbie Gordon back on the speedway after time behind the wall for repairs. Mike Bliss, Kenny Irwin, and Todd Bodine's machines all retired from the event after crashes earlier in the evening. And that's the way they're running at the present, except third place is about to change hands. Tony Stewart is going after Bill Elliott. He's been door to door with him for two laps around. They're off turn two. Stewart flashes down to the inside of the racetrack. Coming up off turn two. Pulls even with Bill Elliott. Gets the fender out in front. Elliott tries to stay up alongside, but Stewart's going to get the spot in turn four. Let's pause ten seconds for station identification. This is MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR 2000. Terry Labonte leads the Pontiac Excitement 400 at Richmond. We've got 104 laps to go in the event. How long does your allergy medicine work? Does it only work four to six hours like Benadryl allergy? How great would it be if there was a non-prescription allergy medicine that worked all day? Well, there is. 12-hour pharmacist-recommended chlortrimeton tablets. 12-hour chlortrimeton lasts and lasts and lasts. Because the last thing you need is an allergy medicine that stops working halfway through the day. Get all-day relief with pharmacist-recommended chlortrimeton. Use only as directed. Are you sick and tired of that dusty, dirty mess all over your beautiful wheels? Introducing the revolutionary new brake pads called Quiet Stop from Ray Bestus, the best in brakes. With Quiet Stop on your vehicle, you can put an end to that embarrassing, unsightly black mess that always coats your wheels. Get right over to your favorite professional brake technician and insist on Quiet Stop from Ray Bestus, the best in brakes. What's stopping you? Most recent caution brought out by Chad Little crashing in turn number two at lap 274. Marty Snyder's with him. And Chad looks at what is a heavily damaged John Deere Ford. And uh, Chad, what happened? Chad, what happened? Went loose, uh, going driving down into turn one, and the tire popped. Um, I don't know why. Uh, you know, we thought it was from um, brake related last year, and you know, it's same spot as it happened in the fall race here last year. And, it's, it's really a strange thing because you don't use a lot of brake here. So I don't know if there's something going on with what we're doing or if it's just a ironic uh, situation. Yeah, Chad was just looking at the tire with crew chief Jeff Hammond and uh, the damage fairly significant and a uh, similar thing happened in September, but he will definitely be done for the night. Chad Little out of the race, just shy of 300 laps. And now we hit the 300 lap mark with Terry Labonte leading Tony Stewart, Dale Earnhardt, Bill Elliott and Dale Earnhardt Jr. from the Richmond International Raceway. This is MRN Radio. Tonight's broadcast of the Pontiac Excitement 400 brought to you by Borg Warner Brand Auto Parts. Borg Warner Brand officially licensed by NASCAR. By the Wide Track Grand Prix from Pontiac, wider is better. By Polaris, proud manufacturer of the Sportsman 500, the best-selling ATV in the world. And by Team Monte Carlo, the cars more champions depend on, Chevy. We'll be there. Terry Labonte is opening up a lot of daylight on the rest of the field right now. He has a full second, a little over a second, on Tony Stewart, who rides in the number two position, tries to chase him down in turn three. Coming back up on some slower traffic, actually not slower traffic. Kenny Wallace trying to stay on the tail end of the lead lap, and Terry Labonte is putting big pressure on him. 
Terry Labonte pressing hard now to see if he can put Kenny back one lap down. Kenny able to stay just in front of the race leader, though, one more time as they head off two. Training up off the corner now, hitting the back straightaway. Terry falls in line behind Kenny Wallace. He's about seven car lengths in front of second place Tony Stewart, who's about three car lengths in front of third place Dale Earnhardt. Tell you who's been impressive all night here at Richmond is Bill Elliott. He still hangs in there. Of course, track position is everything. They've got a break there on the pit stop a moment ago. Elliott still rides in fourth, but he's had a strong car all night long as he works his way back over into turn number two. He's uh, moved up there a couple of times and challenged for a position, been able to take some spots away from some drivers. Been a pretty good racetrack over the years for Bill Elliott. I believe he's won a race here. Uh, 1992, driving for Junior Johnson. Yeah, been a while, but he has been to victory lane here, so he knows how to get around this speedway. Other drivers, Earnhardt Jr. has been impressive all night long. He continues to run in the top 10. At the moment, he is in fifth position, having a good run. Kind of looking forward to maybe seeing him and Earnhardt Sr. get up there and make a sparks fly a little bit. I guess the story of this part of the race is, first of all, where did Terry Labonte come from? And second, Tony Stewart's charge back through traffic. Stewart was back uh, around 10th in line, 11th in line on the restart when we went back racing a little while ago as the first car off of pit road from these stops. In fact, he was 11th in line. He's quickly moved his way up to second spot and is trying to close in on the leader, Terry Labonte. He is succeeding in doing that and kind of chopping that interval down. So uh, Stewart is the man on the march here after uh, dominating here. Last time the circuit visited Richmond, leading 333 of 400 laps. Stewart not getting the point tonight until just past halfway, but it appears where Rusty Wallace was so dominant in the first half of the race. Tony Stewart has the best car since we've hit the midway point now to the three-quarter mark at a night's race. Now, since they've made that pit stop a moment ago and come back onto the racetrack, they're one of the few cars that did stop that's really been able to knock off several drivers who stayed on the racetrack and get back up there to the front. Been watching Rusty Wallace. Rusty's not making up all that much ground. He is... He's actually lost some. Yeah, I guess he has. I'm just looking. He's dropped back to 14th position, so Rusty's car not running anywhere near like it did in the early part of the race. But we've still got a long ways to go. 88 laps, and as you know, anything can happen, and usually does here at Richmond in the final 50 or 60 laps. Joined us some way midway through uh, our evening tonight. Rusty Wallace led all but 13 to the first 200 laps of the event. He faced some challenges in that time. Mike Skinner, Steve Park, and Mark Martin chased him and led a few laps here and there. But it was all Rusty Wallace in the first half of the event. Then just past halfway, Tony Stewart went to the point for a while. Then Wallace back to the point for a while. Then uh, an exchange of pit stops under a couple of cautions that came closely together put Dale Earnhardt and then Terry Labonte into the lead. And Labonte has it maybe not for long off turn two. Here they come down the back straight away. Tony Stewart has caught Terry Labonte. Goes to work on him, diving to the inside entering turn three. Tony making his car stick at the bottom of the racetrack. Up high goes Terry Labonte as he came off turn number four. He almost slipped a little bit there, and Tony grabs him going into turn number one and will take the lead away. So Tony Stewart really on the march and is back in the lead. Michael Waltrip up into the outside wall in turn number four. Looks like he's wrinkled up the right side sheet metal on his machine, but gets away okay, and we stay under the green flag. Stewart now making it 15 lead changes among eight Waltrip different drivers. Waltrip the back straightaway. Mike Skinner loops the car, hits hard against the inside retaining wall. The car comes to rest here at the entrance of turn number three. Everybody cleanly by. Caution on the speedway as Mike Skinner had problems in the middle of the back straightaway. We saw the car skitter across the racetrack and slam into the inside pit wall back to 
Joe Moore. He fires the car up, tries to drive it away. We had seen some wisp of smoke coming from the low Chevrolet in the last few laps. Don't know if that had anything to do with it, but the car kind of broke loose, bounced off the outside wall, spun across oncoming traffic, and slammed into the inside wall here in turn three. Skinner had been up in the top two or three a little while ago. He had fallen as far back as 17th before the accident, and now Mike has some very significant damage to the right front suspension on his car. The uh, wheel wobbling in place as he drives it back around to pit road here and the field bunches up behind the pace car. So we're going to see another round of pit stops here I would expect for most of the front runners it'll be uh, interesting to see here if anybody tries two tires what kind of strategy we might see played out with 82 laps to go as they come to pit road. Here come Tony Stewart Terry Labonte, Dale Earnhardt, Bill Elliott, Dale Earnhardt Jr., the lead cars. Let's go first to cover the Tony Stewart stop. Jim Phillips will have him as Stewart rolls toward his pit. Here he comes. Tony Stewart, 4,400 in second gear, and he comes to a good smooth stop, and they go to work on the right side. In front of him is Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Ricky Rudd. Bobby Labonte is in. They're going to make a track bar adjustment on Bobby Labonte's car. Wally Donovan back is in. Also, Bill Elliott, Mark Martin, John Andretti, and Steve Park. The left side tires going on Stewart's car, 15.5. But he's going to get uh, beat out by Ward Burton down the pit lane, down to Marty Steiner. Terry Labonte came in. He has been tied all night long. That run was much better. Obviously, he was running in second. They made no changes in four tires for Labonte. Rusty Wallace made no changes despite being tied on that run. They thought they were tight because of that set of tires. 16.1 on the stop for Rusty Wallace. Also, four tires and no changes for Jeff Gordon. That under Hermie Sadler. Jeff Burton in again for four tires and another track ball adjustment. He's a little bit tight. The uh, three car there, Earnhardt again in for four tires, no adjustments. Also, a good pit stop for Matt Kenseth, the four tires, and that very quickly. Also, Kevin LePage and Ken Schrader for four tires in gasoline. Race off pit road. Great pit work by Ward Burton's team. Don't know how many tires they got or even if they got any, but it, they beat everybody out of the pits. Tony Stewart comes out right behind him. Terry Labonte comes off third, then Bill Elliott fourth, Dale Earnhardt Jr. fifth, Dale Earnhardt Sr. came off pit road sixth, then Ricky Rudd seventh, Matt Kenseth eighth, Jeff Gordon ninth, and Rusty Wallace again did not gain that much on that pit stop and Rusty's if he wins this thing he's got his work cut out for him he's back in 10th let's check back on pit road and let's talk to Greg Zepidelli who made uh... Greg I don't, I don't know what you've been doing to that car but what you've been doing has been working it's a great comeback on that last run yeah we pulled a couple spring rubbers uh, halfway through today that really seemed to help and then we just kind of been working with some air pressure uh, the Home Depot Pontiac's running real well Tony's doing a great job for us and our pit stops have been awesome all night and that's uh, what's kept us right up there. That last one was a great one last pit stop was a great one. We've had a couple in the 14 seconds uh, every one of them has been a 15 10 15 50 that's what we need to do to win this thing tonight. They're on their way with good pit stops like that. That's uh, Greg Zipidelli, crew chief for Tony Stewart. Running in second right now with 80 laps to go in the Pontiac Excitement 400. Back racing, Ward Burton has taken two tires and has taken the race lead. Tony Stewart will be second on four tires. Then it'll be Terry Labonte, Bill Elliott, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. Joe Nemechek's the first lap car to the inside, and the green flag is in the air, and we're back at it at lap 322. On the break, Ward Burton up through the gearbox fairly quickly, but Tony Stewart hanging right with him back into the corner. Nemechek also staying with him down to the inside, trying to unlap himself. He gets a nose out in front of Ward Burton here. Drag race on the back straightaway. Burton now noses out in front of Nemechek going to three. Nemechek the first car one lap down in 25th position. By the way, Kenny Wallace got a lap back when that 
that caution came out, so he's back on the lead lap, and Kenny up in 22nd position. For now, Ward Burton leading Tony Stewart at lap 323 from the Richmond International Raceway. This is MRN Radio. 74 laps to go in the Pontiac Excitement 400 at Richmond. Ward Burton of South Boston, Virginia, just down the road a little bit from here in Richmond, is out in front of the race as it gets into the closing stages. His team giving him just two tires on the stop to get track position moments ago. Tony Stewart is chasing Ward now. They're trying to clear some of the lap traffic down into turn one. Ward Burton rings him up off turn number two onto the back straightaway. Tony Stewart follows his tire tracks. Look for a moment down to the inside. Joe Nemechek was there. He's forced back in line to the outside. Now they clear all that lap traffic. The first and second position cars do. Let's see what Tony Stewart can do with Ward Burton as he is a half a car length back as they work their way back into turn number one. Dale Earnhardt Jr. rides along in the number three position. Terry Labonte becomes a factor in that equation real quick. Scramble for the lead now as they head for three. Stewart pulls to the inside of Ward Burton, gets up alongside halfway down the back straightaway. Burton goes wide and turn three. Stewart's on the move down low. Here comes Tony down to the inside, draws even with him, start finish line. It's Ward Burton by a fender, but Stewart has the bottom line. They go door to door down into turn one. Tony drives it in hard down to the inside lane. Now gets a fender out in front. He should be able to do business here on the back straightaway. Swings out in front, and Tony Stewart takes the lead here at the end of the back Right away. And clean air makes a little bit of difference. That's going to help Tony Stewart. Ward Burton now drops back a couple of car lengths. He has second place very much in command, but third place, well, it's under pretty good jeopardy right there as they go off into the corner. Dale Earnhardt Jr. has it. Terry Labonte was literally pushing him into the turn as they worked their way off turn two. Terry Labonte has the position now coming down the back straight away with Earnhardt Jr. just on his rear deck and Bill Elliott there in the mix. All three of those cars taking the high line into turn four. Here's Todd Bodine down to the inside of race leader Tony Stewart to try and get back onto the lead lap. Relief driving for brother Jeffrey in the power team machine, and Bodine's going to slide up in front of the race leader and try and get himself out in front. All Tony Stewart can do is watch him go by as Todd Bodine flashes down to the inside, gets out in front of race leader Stewart, and allows Ward Burton now to tighten up on Stewart again for the lead. Ward Burton about a car length back, and they've got clear sailing as they work their way off turn number four and back into the straightaway and head down into turn number one. Todd Bodine's done a whale of a job filling wow. in for Jeff Burton. Jeff Bodine, I should Jeffrey Bodine here as we go back down to pit road. And Mike Skinner's got the hammer out. He's going to help his crew work on the car. Mike was in the hunt all night long. What happened? We just wrecked over there. Uh, the car got really, really, really tight. Just kept getting tighter and tighter and tighter. And just got over there and it got really tight. Slung it loose, wrecked it. And they, he's helping his crew work on it. And they will try to get it back in the race. Mike Skinner led some laps in the early going of this event, a couple of laps anyway on a few different occasions, and had a good solid top five run going, but now is behind the wall and has fallen all the way back at this point to 33rd position and counting here after a crash at lap 316. Rusty Wallace dominated the first half of the event and since has fallen back into the field. Tony Stewart has come forth to dominate the second half of the event. Some other stories, we saw a number of teams having problems with uh, right fronts tonight. Uh, I don't, you know, teams talking about brake heat, uh, camber, different things, but we've seen a couple of teams have problems with uh, right front corners of their car and have uh, troubles that have put them back into the garage area. Todd Bodine, an example of that, a lap 42 crash in the car that he started in this race, put him out. 
We've also seen uh, Jerry Nadeau on three or four different occasions with troubles there. Robbie Gordon with a problem at that front uh, part of the car. Robert Presley also. So all of that a, a story throughout the night. We have seen Jeffrey Bodine make his return to NASCAR Winston Cup Racing and have a great run going in the early part of the race. He moved up to second position and was running there. Had a little pit miscue when he came down pit lane when it was uh, still closed during one of the cautions. Then Bodine got out of his car, gave way to brother Todd for relief at lap number 181. Todd has since made up all of the laps that they were down and at this point has moved away from race leader Tony Stewart. 17 lead changes among eight drivers, eight caution flags throughout the race. Five cars retired for the night. Todd Bodines, Kenny Irwin's, Mike Bliss's, Ricky Craven's, and Chad Little's car all going out as a result of crashes in the course of this event. And our mid-race update brought to you by Chase Authentics. Each week, the top drivers in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck, Bush, and Winston Cup Series compete on the track to provide the best entertainment in motorsports. Off the track, the competition ends, and NASCAR's leading drivers agree to supply their fans with the best apparel in racing. Chase Authentics, the authentic trackside apparel of NASCAR. Now back to the race where the chase is on. Chase is on. There are going to be 61 laps remaining in the Pontiac Excitement 400. They're chasing Tony Stewart. He has maybe six or eight car lengths over Dale Earnhardt Jr. And all of a sudden, he is becoming more impressive as the laps wind down here at Richmond tonight. Joe Moore, he's made some good moves. And right now, he's holding off the third and fourth place cars pretty well over in turn three. He made some great moves getting by Terry Labonte, the fourth place machine here a couple of laps ago, then sweeping by Ward Burton. Once he cleared those cars, he's beginning to pull away, and he is chasing down race leader Tony Stewart. In that little summary of the race I gave you a minute ago, I neglected to mention the championship leader entering the race, Bobby Labonte. He was running three wide with Mike Skinner and Dale Earnhardt for position when he spun off of turn number four. That was at lap number 200 and 62. Bobby is right now running in 13th position, so he's trying to pick his way back toward the front. He's racing Matt Kenseth there for 12th spot. Mark Martin, second in the points, is running a couple of spots ahead of Bobby in 10th position. So uh, that where the championship leaders uh, stand at this point in the race anyway. Bobby kind of recovering right now after the earlier spin. Bobby hanging on, hoping to get a good finish here, at least maybe a top five, and he's still got plenty of time to get it done. Best race on the speedway now, going on for third place. That will be between Terry Labonte and Ward Burton. At the bottom of the racetrack goes Terry Labonte. To the high side goes Ward Burton. Terry's going to come away with third place. Flashes down to the inside, pulls right up in front of Ward Burton and takes over the position before they reach turn three. So Terry Labonte to third, Ward Burton back to fourth. Bill Elliott runs fifth. Dale Earnhardt is sixth. He's got a lot of company there. Ricky Rudd pressing him for that spot. Right behind them come the cars of Jeff Gordon, Dale Jarrett, and a couple of lap cars who bounce off each other heading into turn one. Rudd makes the move on Dale Earnhardt, clears the groove. Now here's Jeff Gordon looking for a chance to pull in behind him. Rudd instead has to fall back in line. Here's Dale Jarrett diving down low. He's going to try to pass all three. Dale Jarrett makes it stick at the bottom of the racetrack. He's alongside Jeff Gordon as they race door to door back into turn number one or getting a little bit stronger is Jarrett as the night goes on he again scrambles got cars high side as he works his way out of turn number two and down the back chute trying to get the eighth position out trying to take it away from Jeff Gordon who stacked up directly behind Ricky Rudd and Dale Earnhardt in the outside lane by the way the two lap cars that bounced off each other were the machines of Joe Nemechek and Jeremy Mayfield and now Nemechek's car is smoking looks like a fender might be in an attire when he goes back off into the corners so uh, they'll keep an eye on that and hope that that situation does not get any worse also an update on Todd Bodine's car just 
So totally impressed with the machine that the power team has underneath him. He's left leader Tony Stewart by half a straightaway since getting out in front of him and on the tail end of the lead lap. But Let's jump back to that race for position between Dale Earnhardt and Ricky Rudd. Sixth and seventh. They're double wide in turn two. Rudd's got the inside lane covered, but Dale Earnhardt is tough in the outside groove. He's tough anywhere. Up alongside Rudd. Here comes Earnhardt pulling back out in front to retake the spot. Dale Earnhardt determined to come up with a top five finish and maybe get a win here at Richmond. If he can, we still see that smoke coming out of Joe Nemechek's car. We talked about just a moment ago as the laps are winding down now. There are, 50, there are 53 to go. Tony Stewart leads Earnhardt Jr., Terry Labonte, Ward Burton, and Bill Elliott. I'm the point leader is in trouble once again. This time a situation not of his making. It happened off turn two on the backstretch. Dale Jarrett and Jeff Gordon got together. Both went up a little bit high in the banking. Labonte saw an opening underneath. Tried to come down. Ran up on the car of Jeff Gordon and Dale Jarrett. Nearly slammed the outside or the inside retaining wall. And now Labonte is slowing. Headed to pit road. Now the whole right side of the car caved in. Pretty big bunch of sheet metal damage on Bobby Labonte's car. Has not been his night here. He's escaped a couple of times, but this time he's got some damage to the right side of the machine as he is heading down to his pit. And we'll cover the stop here when he gets down there in just a moment and see what all they're going to have to do to the car to get him some kind of a finish. What a night it's been for Bobby. He'll be glad when this one's over. Dale Jarrett looked like he was maybe trying to bail out to the inside and go to pit road, but instead it was... Uh Bobby Labonte, who was there trying to get down to the inside of Jarrett as Dale had gone way up the racetrack in one and two and slowed quite a bit. And Bobby's right front went up and over the left rear of Jarrett's car. Now he's on pit road getting repairs made. Jim Phillips, how bad's the damage? Well, caught a bit of damage to the white front the tire uh, and fender, Allen. Uh, I didn't see exactly how much the toe end has been knocked askew, but I'm sure it is. And uh, Jeff Chandler tried to pull the fender out as best he could on the right front. He put on two tires. He went back out on the racetrack. I think he's going to have to come back in for a penalty. Bobby has fallen back to 26th position. Yeah, that's the biggest damage right there as he is now three laps down in 26th spot here with only 46 laps to go. Tony Stewart is the race leader. By 1.5 seconds over Dale Earnhardt Jr., I believe the penalty for Bobby Labonte is going to be for not having the right side tires brought back to the wall after the stop. He should have to come back to pit road here to answer that momentarily. From the Richmond International Raceway, this is MRN Radio. There are 42 laps to go in the Pontiac Excitement 400 for the NASCAR Winston Cup Series in Richmond tonight. Tony Stewart leads Dale Earnhardt Jr., Terry Labonte, Bill Elliott, and Ward Burton. The rest of the top ten at this point are Dale Earnhardt, Ricky Rudd, Mark Martin, Jeff Burton, and Dale Jarrett, who's just moved into the tenth spot. Bobby Labonte back on the racetrack after serving the penalty in 28th position now. Four laps down to the race leader. He's running on a lap uh, with Johnny Benson and Elliott Sadler. Those three cars in the same lap there. Brett Bodine's machine has been retired from the event. An engine problem reported there. And Kevin LePage has been losing some ground. He is the last car on the lead lap. Hermie Sadler, what's, uh, what is the problem there on LePage's machine? Alan, they've got an intermittent skip on the engine, which means it doesn't skip every lap. Just once in a while, he tried switching ignition boxes. That did not help. Uh, their speculation is it's probably a plug wire that's either going bad or up against the head or getting hot and uh, burning in two, but he's slowly dropping back. Tough break for him. He's had a pretty good run here tonight. 
Laps are winding down. They're 39 to go here in the Pontiac Excitement 400. Some pretty good races going on a little further back in the field. Jeff Gordon and John Andretti running. Oh, Mark Martin into the wall off turn four. Sparks showering from behind his car. Mark up into the outside wall from the eighth position. Yellow flag is out. 39 laps to go. Something went wrong there for Martin coming up off the corner, and he has caught the outside wall and heavily damaged his car. A lot of sparks coming out of Mark's car as he is trying to get it back to pit road. He's heading over toward Joe Moore. you got to look at it over there. Heavy damage to the right front of Mark Martin's car. It is running down on the asphalt. His sparks are flying from underneath the machine. He barely makes the hard left-hand turn to make the way on the pit road. Mark Martin with heavy damage to the right side of the car front end is caved in pretty good. Looks like the uh, chassis is down. He's probably done some very serious suspension damage to his machine. And in fact, he's not even going to go to the pit. He is going to take the car behind the pit wall. And with the laps winding down, it may be doubtful that they'll be able to get him back out there. Going to cost him some Winston Cup points here tonight also. So here come the whole front of the field on the pit road. Tony Stewart, the leader, followed in by Dale Earnhardt Jr., then Terry Labonte. Bill Elliott is on pit road. So is Ward Burton. So is Ricky Rudd. So is Dale Jarrett. As they all swing into the pit, let's go down to Marty Snyder. Terry Labonte is in his car just a little bit tight. They're going to try and loosen him up with a little bit of air pressure. Rusty Wallace also tight on that run. Also an air pressure adjustment for Wallace. Jeff Gordon is in as well. He has a little bit of left front damage, perhaps, from hitting someone on the racetrack in that last little incident. Terry Labonte now down away. 18 seconds. Get on to Jim Phillips. Now we've got Tony Stewart in. Ricky Rudd is in. Dale Earnhardt Jr. Close out. Almost a collision between Stewart and Dale Earnhardt Jr. Todd Bull is in. Got also in Wally Donovan back. Bellamy was in for service, and they're back on the racetrack. Down to Hermie Sattler. Jeff Burton was in for four tires. Uh, another air pressure adjustment. Sit a little bit tight. The big story on this end: Dale Earnhardt in for right side tires only for track position. Also in Ken Strader, Matt Kenseth, Kevin LePage, and Michael Walter. I'll tell you what, they got Earnhardt out in a hurry. He was way back on the racetrack a long time before anybody else. So Dale is at the head of the field. Coming out right behind him would be Tony Stewart and Dale Earnhardt Jr. Marty, there's a problem for Tony Stewart. He came by me. The left rear tire was down. He is headed back to pit road. Yeah, Stewart back on the pit lane for another stop. And there's a twist of things. A driver who looked like he had the dominant car in the late stages of this event. Back to pit lane brought to you by the McDonald's drive through Jim Phillips. And it's a uh, left side tire, one only left rear was down flat. Tony Stewart gets the left rear replaced. He goes back out on the racetrack, Allen. Wow, that's going to cost him a lot of track position. He is probably going to fall to 23rd position as a result of that little problem there. So Stewart going to have a, a long way to go and only about 35, 33 laps once we go back to green to get there. Back downstairs. And Allen, we caught up with Mark Martin. Uh, heavy damage, Mark. What happened? Uh, right front tire blew out. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. All right, Mark uh, got out of the car, looked a little winded, but uh, damage fairly significant. And uh, honestly, probably not enough time, guys, for this, them to get this fixed and get him back out. Done a lot of heavy damage to the right side of Mark Martin's car. It is behind the pit wall, but he is okay. Here's Bobby Labonte ducking back on the pit road with a damaged race car also. And it seems like in the final 100 laps here, we've had a little bit of everything happen. <laughs> we've had all kinds of twists and turns in this one. And uh, for Tony Stewart, it's going to be 22nd position on this restart that the uh, problem that happened there, and I'd, I'd be very curious to figure out how that happened. 
to see. He came down pit road, made a pit stop, got four tires on his stop, took off, and before he came back around another lap, he had a flat left rear. So something is. Uh, uh, you got to remember, Mark was out there really dragging, probably on the racetrack. Could have put yeah. some kind of metal down there and cut a tire, more than likely. Yeah, but uh, Jim uh, Jim Phillips is going to follow up on that for us, I'm sure, to just check with the crew and see if they have any kind of an idea or theory about what happened there. But it has cost the driver who appeared to have the strongest horse here in the second half of this event a lot, a lot of track position and maybe, maybe his chance to win. Jim? Let's uh, ask Greg Zimpanelli. Greg, something odd happened there, what? I'm sorry, what's that? Something odd happened there, what? Uh, the eight car just pulled out in front of us, run right into us. I guess they like to play that way. I don't know. We'll just uh, put us to the back. We'll just do the best we can here. we got a great car. Probably took any shot of winning out of here tonight, but uh, we'll just keep digging. So I thought there could have been a collision between those two, and they came out of the pit, so evidently there was. Yeah, well, it's, that uh, would explain it. Yes, sir, it would. Uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is second on the speedway. Tony Stewart is 22nd as we are one lap away from the restart. Tomorrow here on these MRN stations, the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series at the Gateway International Raceway in St. Louis for the Ram Tough 200. 1.15 Eastern Time, the broadcast should be a fun one, and we look forward to uh, hearing that and bringing that one to you tomorrow here on MRN Radio. Next weekend, NASCAR Winston Cup Series is off. Saturday, the 13th of May, that's next Saturday of Mother's Day weekend, we've got a racing doubleheader for you, the NASCAR Bush Series at New Hampshire International Speedway for 200 miles at 12.15 Eastern Time, and then the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series at the Memphis Motorsports Park in Tennessee for the Quaker State 200 at 2.45 Eastern. Then two weeks from tonight, the All-Star Race, the Winston Lowe's Motor Speedway in Charlotte, 7.15 Eastern Time on MRN Radio. Green flag back in the air. Dale Earnhardt Sr. leads Junior back into turn number one, and that may be a real battle. They get together, see the sparks fly as they go through the corner and head off turn two. Junior is pushing Sr. up off the corner. Matter of fact, Junior drops to the inside, trying to pull even with his dad. That's the way they race to turn four. Everybody in the house at Richmond is on their feet watching the two generations of Earnhardt's race for the lead in the Pontiac Excitement 400. Dale Jr. low, Dale Sr. is high, Jr. pokes the nose out in front, but Dad is still hanging tough. Dad pulls back up alongside of the outside lane, but off turn two, Jr. comes by, uses the inside, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. will lead him back to turn three. Terry Labonte isn't sure exactly what he needs to do because they were racing pretty hard there that on the restart, laps, sparks were beginning to fly the first couple of laps. Now Terry has thoughts of trying to take second place away from Dale Earnhardt Sr. Got a run on him off turn two Terry, underneath him. Terry looks down low for a chance to pull up alongside and does here on the back straightaway. Tries to get even with Earnhardt. You've got Dale Jarrett sitting just behind. He'd like to pull down there and make the move as well to grab third. Work their way up off of turn number four. Terry Labonte second. Now Dale Jarrett and Dale Earnhardt bounce off each other off of turn number four. Jarrett's car wiggling as he tries to maintain control. He still stays inside of Earnhardt. He gathers it back in down to the low side of the racetrack. DJ up alongside Earnhardt. His wiggle gave Earnhardt a chance to pull even. And now Ricky Rudd and Mark Burton have joined in the battle. Time to go at it. If you've got anything left, you need to get down to it. There are only 28 laps remaining in the Pontiac Excitement 400 here at Richmond. For the moment, they work their way back into turns one and two and head down the back chute. 
Dale Earnhardt Jr. leads the way now, trying to get back around Elliott Sadler's car. It's four car lengths back to Terry Labonte now in second. Dale Jarrett has third, side by side for fourth with Ricky Rudd and Dale Earnhardt. The two tire change not agreeing with the car of Dale Earnhardt. He loses that spot to Ricky Rudd, put Rudd to fourth and Earnhardt back to fifth. But it is Dale Earnhardt Jr. who leads this race with 27 laps to go in search of his second NASCAR Winston Cup Series win. Last summer. Twenty laps to go at Richmond tonight in the Pontiac Excitement 400. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is the race leader. He's got about five car lengths on Terry Labonte who runs second. Dale Jarrett trying to close in on the front two in third. The field heads up off of turn two. All single file now working down the back straight away. Sorted themselves out. Got rid of most of the lap traffic. Good race shaping up for the fourth position as Rusty Wallace has chased down Ricky Rudd. He goes to work on Ricky in turn four. Now Rusty's car getting a little bit stronger as the laps wind down. He's had a couple of shots at getting around Ricky Rudd hasn't been able to do it. In fact, this time as they go off into turn number one, let's see what he can do as they get off the corner. His car sticks very good at the bottom of the racetrack. He tries to poke a fender underneath Ricky Rudd, won't be able to do it. Ricky goes wide. Rusty has to fall back in line, doesn't get the chance. Further back, Dale Earnhardt may be about to lose another position. Bill Elliott's got it hooked up down on the low side of him. That'd be the eighth spot that Elliott will take from Earnhardt. So the two tire chains not working out in Earnhardt's favor here. His crew tried it for the track position on the last stop, but it has certainly not agreed with his car's handling in these final stages of the event. I'll tell you what, uh, watching some of the uh, action back in traffic, Todd Bodine and Tony Stewart are like a couple of bowling balls trying to come up through the field. Remember when the caution came out, Bodine in brother Jeffrey's car was back on the lead lap. He's rolling his way back up through the field and Stewart is right with him move for move. They're both working on Jeff Gordon to try and get the 12th spot away and both will succeed in turn two. Todd's got that position. Now Tony Stewart works on Jeff Gordon trying to get by him. Todd is coming quickly. Got some lap traffic before the 11th place car. That'll be the machine of Steve Park. Tony dives all the way to the bottom of the racetrack and gets underneath him as they come out of the corner. He restarted there a moment ago, I believe back in 20th position. That's where he had fallen back to and now he has worked his way way close to the front. He is up to 12th spot as he has just gotten around. At the front of the field the laps wind down 16 to go as they continue to chase Dale Earnhardt Jr. Man he shows no signs of cracking that throttle at all. Dale Earnhardt Jr. went to the point for the very first time tonight with 30 laps to go and now has about three car lengths on Terry the body. Terry appears to be closing in a little bit. He's within about four car lengths as they're reaching into the back straightaway. Shutting it down to the inside lane now. Tightens it up even more on Earnhardt Jr. Earnhardt Jr. not really binding the car up. He's letting it run way up in that high groove. Letting it run free right out toward the wall to keep those tires as cool as he can with, as the laps wind down. Terry gets a little closer. He's a car length closer this time. About two car lengths behind Earnhardt Jr. And that will be for the lead in turn three. Terry works the outside lane now. Gains a little more ground on Earnhardt Jr. Dale Hughes to the inside lane coming back through turns three and four. Dale Jr.'s car showing a little battle scar on the right front. The fender a little bit wrinkled up there. Terry Labonte charging and charging, trying to close in. 13 to go. Terry takes a high line up off the corner as Earnhardt Jr. flashes off turn number two. On the back straightaway, mark it. Two and a half car lengths, maybe. Terry Labonte definitely closing in. Dale Jarrett also making up a little ground. He has knocked off about a 
full second from where he was just a moment ago. He shows one and three tenth seconds behind the lead machine, Dale Earnhardt Jr., as the front three go over to turn two. Earnhardt brings it back into turn number two up off the corner, closing in on some slower traffic he'll be dealing with in just a few laps. The car of Robert Presley sits right in front of the race leader. Again, two car links back to Terry Labonte, another four back to Dale Jarrett and Bobby Labonte. You got a young rookie in his 16th NASCAR Winston Cup race and a two-time NASCAR Winston Cup champion trying to chase him down. There'll be 10 laps to go when they come back next time. They head up off turn two. Flashing on to the back straight away. Here comes Dale Earnhardt Jr. taking it all the way up to the outside retaining wall. Now just catching Robert Presley and passing that car as he enters turn three. Had a little more time, I believe. Dale Jarrett's going to run them both down because he's chopped off another four or five car lengths on Terry Labonte, and he may get up there and challenge for second place as the laps wind down. Just 10 to go. All the front three go off turn two once again. Separation just about as stabilized, Barney, between Terry Labonte and Dale Earnhardt Jr. He was chasing him down for a while, but it stays at about two, maybe three car lengths each time by. One of the things that you can see this being a night race is that Terry Labonte's brake rotors are glowing red. He is charging the corners so hard and leaning on those brakes to get stopped that he's just got them all lit up trying to run down the leader, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Both cars make very smooth moves coming up off turn number two and hitting this back straight away, taking identical lines as they enter turn three with three car lengths between Labonte and Dale Earnhardt Jr. With eight laps to go, Earnhardt Jr. leads Terry Labonte, Dale Jarrett third, Ricky Rudd still fourth, Rusty Wallace is fifth, give Ward Burton sixth, Jeff Burton seventh, Bill Elliott eighth, Tony Stewart ninth, and Dale Earnhardt has now fallen back to tenth position. Dale Jarrett picks up two more car lengths on second place, Terry Labonte. Dale Jarrett closing in now, trying to pick off the second position as he closes in on Labonte. DJ uses the inside line through turns three and four. Time is running out, seven laps to go. Across the start-finish line is Dale Earnhardt Jr. He takes his car back into turn number one, trying to protect his advantage over Labonte and Jarrett. About midway up the racetrack, that's the lane that Dale Earnhardt Jr. seems to like at this stage of the race, and it works well for him through turns one and two. At the end of the back straightaway, he'll enter turn number three, taking a similar line. Rusty Wallace has lost some ground in his quest to get around Ricky Rudd. He's fallen back some three or four car lengths with six laps to go for the front three as they head back into turn number one. And now the interval between first, second, and third, just about a car length between each three as they look over to turn three. Dale Jarrett rides along in the third position, trying to tighten up on Terry Labonte. Labonte starting to mount a charge once again on Earnhardt Jr. He had fallen back to about four car lengths, now marking it at about two when they exit turn four. Tony Stewart has gotten up to eighth position, just passing Bill Elliott for that spot. Now five laps to go in the race. Earnhardt Jr., Terry Labonte, Dale Jarrett off turn two. Got some traffic to deal with. Scott Pruitt's tied forward, hugs the inside lane front three machines flashed by him in the outside groove Terry Labonte now within a car length of Dale Earnhardt Jr. Terry driving the high line just like Earnhardt Jr. is right now four laps to go as they go across the line and go back into turn number one Terry may feel like he has one shot left at him if it doesn't work He's not going to get him as they go off turn two. Terry tightens it up once again up off the corner. Closes in right up on the rear deck of Dale Earnhardt Jr. They have cleared the lap traffic. They'll settle this among themselves. Robbie Gordon's car is suffering a problem. He's dropping to the apron of the racetrack as the leaders will go by him. Now three laps to go. Terry Labonte applying pressure to young Dale Earnhardt Jr. Just feet from his back bumper into one. Labonte starting to go a little bit higher in the corner. Maybe sizing up the possibility of using the outside lane to complete the pass. He won't do it this time, but he is certainly within striking distance right on the bumper of Dale Jr. Freeze the car up. Terry thought about going around on the outside. He had a run there, just couldn't pull it off. Two laps to go as they work their way back into turns one and two. Terry Labonte trying to get the lead while he does that. 
Dale Jarrett has caught him. He might not be able to hang on to second. Jarrett hugs the inside lane and looks for the opportunity to move to the inside because the front two machines of Earnhardt Jr. and Labonte each time are taking the higher lane through turns one and two. Here they come off turn number four looking for the white flag. It is displayed. One lap to go for Dale Earnhardt Jr. as he is being pursued right now by Terry Labonte. Terry's thrown everything at him but the kitchen sink. They're off turn two. Terry is there sneaking the look down to the inside. Dale Jarrett is there as well. They are nose to tail coming to the end of the back straight away. Dale Earnhardt Jr. for now has hold them off but Terry's on the move. Here comes Terry looking down low under Dale Jr. off of turn number four. It's not going to work. Dale Earnhardt Jr. gets his second NASCAR Winston Cup Series win, taking the Pontiac Excitement 400 at Richmond by just a couple of feet over Terry Labonte. It'll be Dale Jarrett finishing third, Ricky Rudd fourth, and Rusty Wallace fifth. The streak is over. It stops at 10 as Dale Earnhardt Jr. gets his second win of the 2000 NASCAR Winston Cup Series season. Let's go to pit road. Tony Urey got a big hug from his son, Tony Jr. That's a great comeback, Tony. Yeah, I thought we was done there. Uh, I don't know why Stewart drove so close by the pit when we knew he was going to be coming out of there, but uh, tough break for him, and uh, I guess it was a good break for us because I don't think we could have beat him. He had a good car, and uh, I'm sorry it happened. It's just tight pit road here, but, uh, hey, we tried to do a burnout here, and, uh, Texas and uh, Clutch was out of it, so he's having a little fun right now. <laughs> All right. Tony Urey and his crew headed to Victory Lane. Earnhardt Jr. having a big time, like a drag strip here in the front straightaway. Did a couple of donuts here at the start-finish line. Now he's going back up towards turns four and three. He's going to loop it around up there and come back down on the pit road. Happy young man. Win number two for Dale Earnhardt Jr. in just his 16th NASCAR Winston Cup Series start. We'll hear from him and the other top finishers in tonight's race when we come back in a minute. Raceway, it is over for the night tonight, and uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. has won the Pontiac Excitement 400. Pretty thrilling finish is Terry Labonte, and Dale Jarrett chased the youngster to the, to the uh, checkered flag, but Earnhardt Jr. had enough to hold him off and get Winston Cup win number two. Labonte finished second, Jarrett third, Ricky Rudd fourth, and Rusty Wallace fifth will go to victory lane shortly. First, let's hear from tonight's runner-up, Terry Labonte. Well, a whale of a run for Terry Labonte. And, uh, you threw everything at him those last couple laps. Did you think you could possibly get him? I didn't know, you know, we were, uh, our car was good. Guys in the Kellogg's team did a great job. Gary and everybody working the car the whole race. We kept getting it better and better. We were real too tight early, but uh, it was a good run for us. I'm, you know, I wish we'd have won, but second's awful good. And uh, he did a good job. Got to congratulate Dale Jr. He was strong there at the end. How many changes did the guys make to the car? I mean, they, they worked on that thing all night long and it was never good till the end of the race. We changed it every pit stop. And uh, we actually, it was too tight and we got it too loose once and then tightened it back up. But uh, Every pit stop, we, you know, we made adjustments on it and uh, never gave up on it. It was a good run for us. Well, the best season's best for Terry Labonte, who comes home second tonight. Dale, what, he gave it a heck of a run. He just couldn't quite pull it off. Let's see if we can get a word with Dale Jarrett. Dale, you rode around most of the first part of the race, around 10th, 12th, like you couldn't make a move. All of a sudden, you didn't disqualify KF4 up and uh, come right to the front at the end. You had a head track position. You had some form. Yeah, the guys made a great pit stop, but they kept working on the car. We, we adjusted on it every stop. But it wasn't until late that we put a spring rubber in the right rear that really got me going. I was just too tight in the center, and you know I had to wait too long. I would lose too much time on new tires, and uh, once we got that, I could go. And uh, that's what we needed, and started racing hard then. Did a lot of short track racing, a lot of fun. 
your car showing a little bit of wear and tear. You but they only called the last part of the race. It was hard to pass out there tonight. Everybody moving up to the top of the racetrack to get grip, but it seemed like you could go at the bottom when you had to. Yeah, I could. Uh, the car was really hooked up there, and uh, I, I tried to save it till about 10 or 12 to go there to get back to the bottom and thought I might catch him. Uh, Dale Jr. did a great job. What a, what a driver this kid is. Uh, unbelievable, and uh, congratulations to that team. And I thought I might sneak up on him on the bottom, but uh, just didn't have quite enough. But uh, still a good run for us, and uh, this kind of run that we needed to get things started back. Last three races at Richmond for Dale Jarrett, first, third, and third. Had some great runs here. Let's see if we can catch up with Ricky Rudd. And Ricky uh, comes home fourth tonight, and the car really came to life at the end of the race, Ricky. Well, really, we were we were a lot better about the middle stages of the race. We were pretty racy, but uh, couldn't get any track position. And then the later stages, we finally started getting some track position. The guys really cranked out some good fast stops. And, you know, we were close all night. We, uh, we just had a little bit of a front-end push and probably just misjudged the running in the darkness because in the daytime we were about right. And... Uh, we gave up a little bit on the front end getting it to turn and it just cost us you know just i mean not even a half of a tenth of a lap but that was enough that we just couldn't quite keep up track position was definitely the key tonight uh, were you surprised it was so hard to pass out there well you know usually richmond's uh, you have an inside groove outside groove and it seemed like tonight we just had an outside groove especially on the hot tires uh you know i think a lot of those reasons they did not reseal the racetrack which is unusual no normally after each race they'll reseal it they chose not to reseal it and uh uh, the inside-outside thing didn't work out like it had in the past. You had to go to the top of the racetrack and uh, took a little excitement away from it and took a, some of the guys' setups away from them. Fourth at California, fourth at Richmond for Ricky Rudd. And in victory lane, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is celebrating career win number two. Jim Phillips is right in the middle of all of it. Well, to say the least, the bud is flowing in victory lane. 16 races, two wins in the Western Cup Series. Did you think you could hold off Terry Labonte? No, I didn't. Uh, he was coming pretty fast. And uh, as you can see there, Dan, we didn't have the best race car, but we made some smart moves on pit road. And uh, speaking of pit road, man, that one incident with Tony Stewart, I really feel bad about that. He really didn't give me a whole lot of room to get out there. And uh, I hate he cut his tire because he really had a race winning car. He had the fastest car here tonight. So it's a shame for him and the uh, Home Depot crew. But I'm pretty happy for Bud White. And Dad is giving him a little dose of water. He gets a hug from Dad. But, uh, Did that hurt your car in at all with that collision? Um, I don't think so. Obviously not. I mean, it drove pretty good there at the end. We could have used a little right front fender. It got a little tight. Maybe that, that hurt it, tearing the fender up. But I got to thank Budweiser and Remington and Outlaw and all the sponsors that, that came on board this year to help us out. And, put this team together. I got to thank my dad. He's done a great, awesome job hiring the right people and getting the motor program together so we could be fast like this. And it just shows it. I might can drive a pretty good race car, but uh, we got some great people making these things go fast like this. And I'm just real happy that uh, that we can take it to Victor Lane for them because they deserve it. When did the car really start coming in good? Well, really never really was great. I mean, it, you know, obviously fast enough to win the race, but uh, about midway through the, through the race, we got it just right to where I could drive it pretty decent, but on long runs, we weren't that good, so that caution helped us out. Did you ever in your mind think you'd have won two races by this time? Sir? Did you ever think by this time you'd have won two races? No, I didn't, but, uh, I, you know, it's just we got a great motor program. Uh, Richard Gilmore, all the guys back at the motor shop really do a good job and make these things get out of straightaways, and you don't have to run the hard through the corner, and it makes the driver look pretty good when they go that fast. And, uh, Steve Mill and all the guys that uh, you know manage the teams and all the engineers and everybody 
you know, they just worked real hard and they believed in me even though I didn't have any uh, experience in Winston Cup, they still believed in me and worked as hard as they could to build the best things, best race cars and motors they could. So uh, that's how we got here. Dale Earnhardt Jr. wins at Richmond. He deserved it. We were just sitting here. I, I took off one of the years of my headsets uh, while we were listening to Dale Jr. And I said to Barney, would you have believed back in February in Daytona when we started this season that Dale Earnhardt Jr. would be the first two-time winner of this campaign? Kind of surprising. Yeah. Not that he's won, but that he would be the first two-time winner this year, that he's gotten two victories before the season's 11 races old. Wow. They got their act together pretty much. There's no question about that. Let's see if we can get a word with Rusty Wallace. Rusty Wallace, our pole sitter, led the most laps tonight. Uh, stayed up front all night long. A bad pit stop put you in the back towards the end. Track position was just a key, but a great run to fight back to a top five finish. Well, I'll tell you, we had great pit stops all night long, and really that's not really what killed me. I did lose about three or four positions, but uh, we're sitting there running, and um, we had a caution, and we stayed out, and when we stayed out, there was 13 cars behind us that uh, pitted. And when we made a call, uh, made the pit stop later, we came out like 17th or something. So, man, I knew right then we were in trouble. Track position killed us, and Robin and I made the call to hit pit road. And looking back at it, maybe we would have stayed out right now, lost a couple positions, and waited to the next stop, and maybe won the thing. But I can gauge like Dale Jr., good run. My kid's having a good run this year. I think everybody's proud of him. But uh, I think that I almost feel like we gave one away after leaving over 300 laps and getting a pole. But, hey, I got a fifth out of it. And for a while there, it was looking a lot worse than that. A lot of guys were talking about the sealer on the racetrack, not sealing at this time, maybe losing some grip at the bottom of the racetrack. You seem to be able to pass at wheel. Was that just your call? How much difference do you see in the track? I, I like the racetrack a lot better without the sealer. I never did was a fan of the sealer. It changes the setup a lot. And uh, leaving a racetrack alone, we can come back with more consistent setups and work on it. So if we, if we leave here with a setup that was really good, and then they seal the track and just throws that setup out the window, and it's just a tough deal. But all in all, a good night for the Middle Light team and uh, gained some points again, led a ton of laps, and uh, I'm real proud of the boys out there. They did a good job in the pits. So, and we beat them out almost every single time except for a couple, so uh, we'll give them a couple. Rusty Wallace, a six-time winner at Richmond, finishes fifth tonight. Rusty led 228 of the 400 laps, but does wind up in the number five spot when the checkered flag waved. We'll have a look at the final rundown for you when we come back in a minute. Fans beginning to file out after the Pontiac Excitement 400 in Richmond this evening. Before we give you the final rundown, time for Barney and me to select the winner of the Ray Bestis Break of the Race Award. $500 to Motor Racing Outreach Children's Ministries from Ray Bestis in the name of the driver with the best break tonight. And we have settled on the winner, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Yeah, he uh, they had the collision down there between himself and Tony Stewart. And, uh, of course, it cut Tony's tire down, maybe cost him a chance to win. But uh, Dale Jr. came out okay on the thing. There's nothing intentional on either side there. But uh, he got a good break there that it didn't do any more damage to his car. And he goes to victory lane. That's a pretty good break. $500 goes to Motor Racing Outreach Children's Ministries. And Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s name is the break of the race award winner from Ray Bestis breaks the official breaks of NASCAR. Here's the official finishing order, or unofficial at this time. I should say Dale Earnhardt Jr. is the winner. Terry Labonte will finish second. Dale Jarrett ran third. Give Ricky Rudd fourth. Rusty Wallace finished fifth. Ward Burton was sixth. Seventh will go to Jeff Burton. Tony Stewart finished eighth. Bill Elliott was ninth. Dale Earnhardt Sr. finished tenth. Eleventh will go to Steve Park. Ken Raider finished twelfth. Thirteenth to Jeffrey Bodine, although Todd did most of the driving or a great deal of it. Brought the car home in 13th position, and that's a very good job he did here tonight, both the the Bodine brothers. Jeff Gordon will finish 14th. Matt Kenseth had 15th, 16th to Wally Dollenbach. Jimmy Spencer came home 17th. John Andretti was 18th. Michael Waltrip, 19th. Kenny Wallace finished 20th. 21st will go to Kevin LePage. 
Stacy Compton finished 22nd, and he was the final car on the lead lap. Finishing a lap down in 23rd was Joe Nemechek, Elliot Sadler 24th, and Johnny Benson 25th. 26th tonight to Bobby Labonte. Scott Pruitt will finish 27th, Kyle Petty 28th, Sterling Marlin 29th, and Jerry Nadeau 30th. It'll be Bobby Hamilton 31st, retired late with a failed rear end gear. Mark Martin will finish 32nd, Mike Skinner 33rd, Dave Blaney 34th, and Robert Presley 35th. Jeremy Mayfield was 36th. Uh, Robbie Gordon, 37th, Brett Bodine, 38th, Chad Little, 39th, Ricky Craven, 40th, Mike Bliss, 41st, Kenny Irwin, 42nd, and Todd Bodine finished in 43rd position. 21 lead changes among 10 drivers. Rusty Wallace led seven times for 228 laps tonight. Nine cautions for 59 laps. Time of the race, three hours, one minute, and 34 seconds. Margin of victory for Dale Earnhardt Jr., 0.159 seconds over Terry Labonte. Unofficial championship standings, Bobby Labonte, we looked like uh, he was going to lose the point lead after he had his problems, and then his closest pursuer, Mark Martin, had his problems as well, and uh, so Bobby ends up hanging on to a three-point lead after tonight's race over Ward Burton, who moves to second. Mark falls to third, 33 points back, followed by Jeff Burton and Dale Earnhardt. Those are unofficial numbers. The official tally released by NASCAR on Monday morning. And so we uh, get set to wrap up our coverage here in Richmond. Uh, before we, we leave the air and before we look ahead to uh, upcoming events, want to take a minute and um, mention a couple of things that have happened here over the past week that we don't want to leave the air without bringing up. First of all, want to send our condolences to the family of Herman Hickman, the longtime publicist for the North Carolina Speedway who passed away last Monday night after a somewhat lengthy illness at age 73. I guess it'd be fair to consider Herman one of the pioneers of the sport where track promoting and uh, track press operations were concerned. Barney, I know you knew him very well. Yeah, Herman and I go back a long ways. He was a, a sports writer for the Winston-Salem Journal for a lot of years and a very well-respected journalist, did a lot of of uh, coverage in the sport in the early days and then he went into the promotion end of it was a publicity director down at the North Carolina Motor Speedway he had many many friends in this business and he will be very much missed and our deepest sympathy goes out to his family also want to tell you uh, you may have heard of this by now but just in case you haven't a very a very tragic happening on Friday Christian uh, Lovendahl, who is the crew chief of the NASCAR Bush Series car for the David Ridling team that PJ Jones drives for was killed Friday in an auto accident down in Mooresville, North Carolina. The team had left Richmond here. They had failed to qualify for the Bush Series race here last night, and uh, there was an automobile accident after they arrived back in Charlotte, and unfortunately, the 27-year-old Lovendahl was killed in that crash. He is uh, Mark Martin's nephew. The other three crew members involved in that all were expected to be released from the hospital today, but certainly uh, a great tragedy there, and we send our condolences to his family and friends as well and uh, his wife Jennifer and Christian Lovendahl, the crew chief of the NASCAR Bush Series, uh, uh, very tragically killed in an automobile accident on Friday. Yeah, that was uh, a lot of folks down in the garage area wanted us to send our condolences down to his family, and uh, we're certainly glad to do it here tonight. But uh, it's just part of life, I guess. Yeah, uh, never one you like to accept, but unfortunately that is the case. So as we get set to wrap things up and leave Virginia's capital city tonight, we look ahead at upcoming things. First of all, tomorrow, the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series running the Ram Tough 200 at the Gateway International Raceway in St. Louis. Many of these MRN stations with coverage at 1.15 Eastern time tomorrow afternoon. Winston Cup cars are off next weekend. We'll have a racing doubleheader for you next Saturday during the day. It is the New Hampshire 200 for the NASCAR Bush Series from New Hampshire International Speedway, 12.15 Eastern time next Saturday afternoon. Later in the day, it's 
It's the Quaker State 200 for the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series at Memphis Motorsports Park at 2.45 Eastern Time. Then two weeks from tonight, we come to you from Lowe's Motor Speedway at Charlotte with the running of the Winston, the all-star race for the NASCAR Winston Cup Series. 7.15 Eastern Time is the beginning of our coverage. There are tickets available for the event by calling the Speedway ticket office, and that's the Winston. Two weeks from tonight in Charlotte here on MRN Radio. Hope that you'll be with us. Kind of look forward to that one. That's always a great show down there. And with a couple of wrinkles, new twist in the format of how they'll do things down there. Could be quite interesting. All right. Well, with that, we wrap it up for tonight. It's been an exciting weekend here in Richmond. A couple of good races, and we look forward to more of the same when we come back here in the month of September. I want to thank Sherry Smith for the scoring and stat help on our weekend's coverage here. Also, our production assistants, Linda and Charlie Cressman. Don't forget, throughout the week, Joe Moore has the latest racing news on NASCAR Today weekday afternoons. Tuesday night at 7 Eastern, you can talk with the stars of NASCAR Racing on NASCAR Live with Eli Gold. NASCAR drivers comment on issues of the day on the world of racing weekdays on these MRN stations. And with that, we turn our attention to our broadcast next weekend from New Hampshire and Memphis, both on Saturday afternoon. Joe Moore covered the backstretch for us today. Jim Phillips, Marty Snyder, and Hermie Sadler were in the pit and garage areas. And now for Barney Hall. This is Alan Bestwick saying so long from Richmond. Dale Earnhardt Jr. has won his second Winston Cup victory. He has taken tonight's Pontiac excitement. This week's MRN Classic Race has been brought to you by Hercules Tires.